listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Fate of a Nation NARM and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us in our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at breakthroughassault.co.uk and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies because hobby, hobby, hammy, hobby. Hammy is stocking his shop with models of games bags. No, really. He, he is. What? Yeah. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting from a War Bonds drive somewhere in North Dakota, and I'm joined by my co hosts, Duncan, 21st are coming, the 21st are coming, Gosling. It is like it's Christmas. And Lee. Nah. Pardell. It's hard to be excited. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 20. The one that is Ooh. transatlantic. The transatlantic, yeah. What are we connection. Tonight? What are we up to, Lee? Oh, yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, sorry, my, my line cut, then. Um, so tonight we are going to be what we're up to, including our little mini campaign day we had and Fessy's Adventures at Warfare. We're then going to talk about our Team Yankee Challenge we're going to be doing in the new year. We're going to be covering our law listeners' um, questions in an officer answers. And then we'll be looking at the events in the upcoming year. Lovely stuff. So, guys, what have you up to? Duncan? Um, not a great deal. No, that's not true, actually. I've put together um, some Leopard 2s and some... Strange-looking M113s, the uh, CNVs. So I've been doing a bit of modelling for that. Um, Death Guard the Green is version. the hot rod version, exactly. Death Guard <laughs> Green is really good. It's a really nice colour. Um, I would heartily recommend it. So I've been using the Death Guard Green spray from Games Workshop to uh, get those undercoated, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's looking quite nice. There's a little olivey green base these coat. Are your, yeah, your Dutch. It's a Dutch, yes. Smoking yeah. a pancake. Yeah. Crepe Yeah, exactly. Crepe and a Whopper? I love gold. There's only um, two things I hate in this world, Eddie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's mostly where the hobby uh, the hobby vibe's gone at the moment. I've... Uh, uh, what else have we been doing? I've been, I've been trying to actually sort through some of the stuff uh, in, in the part of shame, and I think uh, I've tried to make a consolidated list of things I want to work on this coming year. Um... I think the the Herman Goering company needs needs prioritising, nice. so that's going to get pushed to the front. And then um, is that mid-war or is that late? Well, this is this this is the eternal question. Um, I was having a play. Or both. Yeah, I was having a play on um, Fortress Europe because I think it's probably the better book for them because of that okay. weird kind of Italian vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I was having a play uh, with that, and I was thinking. It could probably do for both. I mean, the only issue you've got is that the support starts getting really expensive really quickly in mid-war. It's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing, but it just... Um, but then if you play late war, you've got a lot of Panzer threes, which unless you're playing in theatre are going to be a bit um, a bit rubbish, frankly. Yeah, but then they get um, Shermans, right? They'll be, they'll be fine. They're, they're all right. They'll still struggle against the Sherman, but um, you wouldn't want to take them against anything heavier. That's for damn sure. Good Lord. Yeah. Um yeah, I've got all that. Most of that is stuff acquired through various nefarious means. Um, 
so yeah, that I think that'll be my send off for mid war. I think at that point because I've got my uh, Yanks done, and then my late war Yanks will be my late war project. Okay. And then uh, I'm desperately trying to get my Israelis done because I do I do think possibly Fate of the Nation. I was thinking about this the other day. Is still my favourite system. That is true. I really like those games. They've they've never really. I've never really had a bad one, I don't think. And I think that the way that they, the rules interact and the lists interact and everything else. Um, yeah, I think I think it's probably the best system they've got at the moment. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I've been thinking. It's mostly theoretical at the moment, but the, the, the problem I'm having is build time. Um, I forgot how arduous stuff was. I know it's not a big deal, but you sit down for an hour and you can build like... I don't know, half a dozen tanks. And then you realise, you look at them and go, bloody hell, I've still got to paint them now. Um, yeah. So I, I need to, I need some way of hot wiring the, the build steps. But other than that, I'm, yeah, that's kind of kind of where it's at. All right. Lee, what have you been up to? Well, I've been, painting-wise, I've been mostly been painting Aerodotic Imperialist stuff at still. I want to try and get all the Imperial stuff cleaned off my table. Is that ready. 50 Shades of Grey still? Yeah, well, it's it's mostly yeah. olive. Um, the bombers are olive drab, like B seventeen style. Um, oh, nice! I don't think I've seen those yet, have I? No, I haven't posted a picture of them. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll try and get a progress photo later. Um, but I want to get everything off the table, imperial wise, by end of November. To concentrate on our challenge in <gasps> December. That's right. Until later. Um, I'm a bit behind schedule, but hopefully. <laughs> I want to. Well, originally, I wanted to get all of it done. Get the orcs done too. I think they're gonna have to wait. It's got to sit further on the priority table. Um, That's just like a, hot, a war gamer's like curse, isn't it? Being yeah. perpetually behind stage schedule on things and it's <laughs> like how I kick I kick the Soviets off the table so I get the imperial um, imperial stuff done. Now I'm gonna kick them off the table so I can get the <laughs> British done. Hopefully, at least I'll get the British done. And nothing will be kicked off the table in that way. I mean, it'll be um, yeah, concentrate on that. I almost got sidetracked by Sister of the Battle for 40k as well. Oh, oh. But I passed, passed my willpower check on that one. So you did. It's just yeah. it's just another system. That's the problem. That that's entirely my problem at the moment. Is my brain can't cope with lots of different varieties of rules, and yeah. then I end up not really playing because. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot of my guys went over to 40k, so I was just you know it'd be nice to play with them again. So. Well, I get some 40k done, so I just get some get some games in. Maybe well, they, didn't they sell out really, really fast as well on the actual um, release? So that yeah, some shops didn't get. Yeah, but somewhere that someone put in an order for thirty and got allocated one. Ooh, well, one box. Yeah. Was well, an independent. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite typical. Apparently, um, they vastly underestimated the demand, and um, they uh, apparently this is all allegedly Games Workshop. Please don't sue me. Um, <laughs> Ninja Lions. Yeah. They um apparently yeah, they they've vastly underestimated demand and, and they've fulfilled their orders first, which is, you know, their yeah, prerogative to do. Yeah. Um but I think Hammy put something up about Battleford Hobbies saying that they, they weren't sure exactly what they were gonna get at all, like period. So they put yeah. in an order for half a dozen or whatever it was and and the the, the response back was, eh, whatever turns up, be grateful. We're going to workshop, but yeah. <laughs> Who's queen? They might as well have turned around. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. But, um, it that. does look cool. It, it do look cool. Yeah, it look very nice. I mean, yeah, modern games watch of plastics, right? Yeah. They're always pretty smart. It's like the refi- crystal meth of hobby crack. 
it, it is. It is. It's, <laughs> well, it's, but it's like the blue caviar at the same time. So it's it's yes. nice, but my God, you look at the price and go, oh, oh Lord, oh God. Yeah, and I was, I've been cleaning it for like 20 years, and all of a sudden, my, my, ever since Blood Bowl got re-released, my resolve has slowly oh. been eroded. That, that is the problem. Um, they are, they're just pretty things as well. You look at them and go, well, well, well also, they, they, they've, nailed, they've nailed trying to um, you know, appeal to my to like, sort of my age group background. The guys who sort of deserted them and... You know, we, we, know, yep. we, we know how to get you back in on this. It's like, we're just going to... You want Titans? We can do Titans. You want airplanes? We do airplanes. You want Sister <laughs> Battle? We'll do Sister Battle. Do you think they'll... Just as a weird tangent, but do you think they'll sustain this? Because, I mean, they've... You know, do you think they'll actually sustain the releases? Or do you think this is like a limited release and they'll just no, do... And walk away or... They've got the capacity. Mm. That's, that's, that was, that's always been my concern on coming This like is that. a teaser release, basically, for the rest of the Sister Battles follow. Okay. Um, I think at this point we should probably move on because it's not this is a boy K pop. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I shouldn't have mentioned it. But um, other than that, so uh, uh, I haven't really been playing much beyond our little um, our little campaign day we had. Our non, our non GT day. Yeah, that yeah, was awesome. Uh, so it was just six of us. Four of us. Four of us. Yeah, four of us. Four of us. No. There was only four of us. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just four of us. Yeah. We played every everyone played everyone, everyone else. Everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, in the, the world's smallest round robin, but uh, also the most fun round robin. Yeah, so basically it was um, for tra- training for warfare for you, Luke, uh, well, you two and Luke, very obviously. Yeah. Events conspired against Duncan. They did, yep. So um, yeah, we were playing mid war, night five, po- was it night five points? It's 105. 105. Yeah, which was interesting. Yeah. Because last year was 88, I think. So. Um, yeah, it was quite small. <laughs> and, and the points level wasn't uh, great either. Um, yeah, interesting things. Well, yeah, but I, I think the ninety, the hundred and five opened opened it up a bit more. To yeah. uh, certainly, I, I imagine things like planes were a bit more pervasive because you could afford to. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, chuck up some points that way because it didn't make such a big difference. Yeah, so I mean, over the course of those three games, I won one and lost two. But one. Both losses were quite close affairs. Um, I thought all the games clean, were quite close. You got, clean, you got a clean sweep, didn't you, Duncan, on yours? I did. I did. My Americans were uh, running like a well-oiled machine. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very pleased with that that list, which is um, it's a bit galling. It's probably not going to get you know, seen in that iteration again. But um, the Lees, uh, the proto-Sherman, proto-Sherman. Is, definitely, is, definitely, um, is definitely a very, very... Um, Decent mid-war tank. Um, I, I think it's in that sweet spot for the, for the mid-war. Well, it's, it's five points, and it's just it's armor five. It's got an eighty-nine gun, um, and I think the stabilizers thing just you know it, it really does make a big difference. Um, and the Americans are at that stage as well, where um, I think realistically you can get a couple of companies in there comfortably, mm-hmm. and then you're looking at stuff that's not in your support slot as being. Very much in the you know in the majority and the, the support stuffs in the minority, which is you know it makes them really hard companies to to break in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I was very impressed with how it actually performed. It was it was really good. I mean, the Sherman itself as well. I didn't quite appreciate just how good a mid-war tank it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you've been saying this for donkey's years, I know, Eddie, but you know, saying it and playing it are two different things. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, it's when you get a fusillade of fire where you're sitting there going, oh no, and you, it, either half of them miss in the case of Brits, 
yep. or the ones that do hit, you manage to save, and then you get one guy who gets bailed out. And you think if that was any other platoon, you would definitely had one or two kills. Yeah. Well, I just think as well in the in the in the historical matchup, um, you're dominating a, a Panzer three force. Oh yeah. A Panzer four force you're dominating because you just have more stuff on the table, um, and it just makes it really hard for the German to to you know actually inflict casualties that matter on you. Until he turns um, out like eighty eight. Yeah, that'll do it. But they're also <laughs> static. And um, I think the other thing, like you said, I mean, that's, that's really been drilled into me playing the, the American stuff is that if you're not moving, you're losing. You and that, that is really true. Um, that stabilizer rule and the ability to just hoon around, um, you know, be where you need to and be really aggressive with them. Um, again, because the armor's, I think it's six, isn't it? The front yes. armor six. Front six, side of four, top of one. Yeah, and it just it just makes a massive difference. You know, your 89 stuff, which is quite prevalent, just goes, you know, <laughs> two-thirds of the time you're just ignoring it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, yeah, they're hit more often, but, you know, that's that's the trade-off. But, um, yeah, I, I was I was really surprised, actually. And all the games were, were close. And um, what did you – well, you had your British Shermans, didn't you? Lee, what did you I have? I had my initial full Sherman list. Yeah. Which was Shermans, Shermans, more Shermans, and then to the armored cars. Yep. Spam chips. My my favourite was the uh, the armored car with only two wheels. That was. <laughs> yes. that was one. Um, so after having the box for quite a while, I finally came to open it and then realised that it had a mispack, and I only had enough. I only had six of the <laughs> eight wheels. <laughs> um, but however, I mean Battlefront, you know, put the email in and then get. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, like Gareth's awesome. Early on Friday morning, uh, Thursday night, and the replacement blister was at my work on the Wednesday. Sweet. Actually, I, I just like to take a pause and just say Gareth is legendary. Like yeah. the way he gets that stuff turned around is just, yeah. Yeah, and this this is literally just a normal email, not yeah. not anything special. No, because you know, we've had a couple of accusations on Facebook about special preferential treatment and stuff like that. But this was nothing like that. It was just a normal customer service email. Yeah, he get he does deal with that stuff really promptly. And you know, I had the same thing with the Dutch. Um, you know, the the amount of Dutch I bought, it was probably you know um, statistically probably I was going to end up with something that was awry. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was like two-day turnaround or something, three-day turnaround from reporting it to it magically turning up at my house. In fact, it beat my um, Black Friday order. So <laughs> I, I ordered the, the Black Friday stuff the day before that I realized that I'd got a mispack and the the, yeah. um, the mispack replacement arrived before my order. So it just shows you that, you know, they are treating um, that customer service stuff seriously in, in amongst everything else going out. Do you want to know the... the... Speaking of, of the two-wheeled armoured cars, I've got, I've got a, a replacement pack, which is yeah. fantastic, but now I've got, you know, half an armoured car platoon uh, sitting at home. And I was like, oh, maybe I can use, like, some spare flaky eight carriage wheel, 88 carriage wheels that I know I've got, but forgetting that they're double, double wheels. They're double wheels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to um, carve them down. No, well, I was like, oh, maybe, like, oh, there's, there's some eight rads... They come with some spare wheels from the plastic soldier kit. I could kind of use those. Do you know what you need? 
Well, I, need, I, I in... can tell you what I need. I need to go to Little Big Wars here yep. in, in Fargo in North Dakota. And uh, walked in there, looking around. They had a, a on the shelf, they've got a little mispack and damaged blisters rack. Yep. And uh, inside a little card case for, for a dollar, there was a couple of um, loose crew figures, one top hatch, which is a random thing, and uh, two armored car wheels. Hey! <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> which is just a bit surreal, really. I was going to say that you need. Um, I've well, been talking with this for ages. The Insta Mold stuff. Yeah. Insta Mold. Yeah, but that's yeah. a dangerous thing. Well, yeah. But it's perfect for that kind of stuff. And I just end up with just more stuff. Mm, the only thing that puts me off is it's it's not it's yeah it's about nine quid I think for a set of it and um I just didn't know what to do with it after I'd used it once like do yeah. you just stick it in a tub or something I don't I don't know um but I've thought about that for bits and pieces like that because you just want to be able to you know cast like a piece really quickly in some green stuff and you're yeah you're back on you know there is no problem all of a sudden I might uh, have to get some I might have to have a look. Yeah, we ended up ended up with the full Shermans, which meant that I um, I lost all three games, which was great. Uh, but you did it with dignity. Well, mm. well, kind of. <laughs> I didn't I didn't table flip, so that was a plus. No, there was uh, no Jesus flip. You didn't. Uh... <laughs> so uh, no, I'm, I'm, it was fun. It was good to kind of see. I mean, the main problem I had is I hadn't played enough mid-war against the variety of lists that I, you know. Mm-hmm people who have solved the puzzle a different way in terms of what they're going to bring at 105 points. Um, so I ended up changing the list that I actually submitted and dropping by dropping one of the platoons of Shermans, adding in some 25-pounders, um, what did I add? 25-pounders, some P40 Kitty Hawks, yep. um, which I managed to finally use my Spitfire model for. It was an Italy themed list. Yeah. Um, and some 20, yeah, 25 pounders, P40. And I dropped one of the armored car platoons to a universal carrier platoon. Okay. And that really gave a, a, a good, gave a core to what you deploy when you have reserves. Yeah. I, I think Lee hit the nail on the head with the British. If you're not, if you're not bringing 25 pounders, I, I think yeah. something's going to miss. You're playing Paris. Or you're playing like a Churchill company or something like that where they're obscenely expensive and you really can't. Or DAC. <laughs> no, if, if you're playing DAC, you bring 25 pounders. That's that's yeah. the rules as well. Best German. Yeah, best German gun <laughs> of the war. Um, <laughs> but they just give you like so much versatility. They're just. Yeah, they're too they good. Were, I know they're they were really good yeah. throughout the games at, at Chiak or Ivory. They were, you know, because he just put them on, put them near objective. Yep. And then, you know, your light horde of tanks comes across the board, and or armor cars, whatever, and they just need to be either very lucky, or well, race point. They just need to be lucky. That's the thing. Yeah, you got eight shots. Any of them hit, they're going to turn them inside out. Pretty much with with turntables, which yep. gave opponent a, a nasty surprise in one of the games. Flag me, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then of course, obviously, I missed one of the shots, and then that ended up into a horrible assault, as it was. Yeah, but we've all been there. We've all tried that trick, and then yeah. realised that the uh, sometimes 
dice hate you and there's not a lot you can do. Yeah, but for a whole weekend? <laughs> well, I was just that's saying not, to Lee, that's actually. Not, that's unfair. No, I did say to Lee, actually, that you, you you know, the amount of spawny dice rolls you have against us, you probably, uh, you probably bank a bit of it. Yeah, you do, do, do someone else persecuting you. Yeah. Just think of all the times you've turned uh, Lee's McGax inside out. Just, you know. Yeah, but that's, that's with the beardy T-34 that we'll never see. The beardy T-34s. <laughs> How could you say that? Yeah, the ultimate tank in 1973. Yeah. Well, it's like anything, isn't it? Man? Give enough guys with rifles, one of them to get through. Ah, uh, the Soviets. Yeah, Soviet logic. Yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, so that was... that was Changed the list, took it to Warfare, managed to get most of the stuff painted. Well, I got it all painted, painted before. It looked really nice. Yeah, they're, 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 they're tabletop standard. Um, I'm actually quite excited to to move on with it. Anyway, I, I went for like a, a um, Italy themed veteran esque with the stowage. So they got lots of stowage, lots of character to them, um, and uh, having worked quite had limited time beforehand. Uh, obviously, I was going away on the holiday on this trip on like the Monday after Warfare, so there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I turned up. The first list I played was armored cars with L six forty like Italian tanks. <sighs> so which I, I well I made that noise as oh you're being that guy, and and the the chap did say what do you mean? <laughs> this is Fair. this is uh-huh. the list that everyone played last year. Like this is the that guy list. And it turns out he's only been playing for about a year and oh okay or some models. And I was like okay you know. Um, did it have Milders and Dianes? Yes. Oh. Actually, no, I don't think he had Milders. Oh. I was going to say, if one or the other, I, 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 I can deal no, with... No, he had, he had Milders, uh, an 88... Well, that's different. No, no not okay. Milders, so he, had, he definitely had Dianes, because we had the whole thing about... Uh, there was a lot of... There was a, a hill that was about three quarters of an inch high. Ah, uh, yep. Flat yep, top perf- hill. Perfect tabletops, Yep. Uh, but there was other hills on the same board that were like three inches high. So it wasn't, there was like a nice variety of height. And he says, oh, I'm driving these guys behind here. I said, well, you're, you're a Diane. You're, you're huge. Yeah. So you get concealment, but you're not out of line of sight. You're behind the hill. I said, yeah, you are, which is why you're concealed. But you're, you're not hidden. I can still see over half your tank. Which... To me, is the way it's written in the rule book. Well, yeah, I think it's like it's got tall map for the start. Get game starts. Are you playing tall terrain as being infinite? Or are you actually playing as per model? Especially if you've got like different height hills, it's very important to get that one. Yeah, I didn't. I, I think I saw someone talking about this today. About you have to see part of. Is it part of the whole? I don't know. I can't remember. I, I don't play those rules. I, you know, to me, it's one of those things you. Yeah, if you haven't gone over at the start of the game, um, oh, no, we, we we this is was as we were doing it kind of thing. But I mean, but the it, other thing is, Diana's like twelve foot tall. Yeah, it's, it's just a massive box sided half track. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing is, it's like, but it's 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 weird that people still choose to pick a different way of playing the game than is in the rule book because it, then they lose so much. Because yeah, the hill can hide a universal carrier. But it can't hide a Diane. 
Yeah, but we also do that, Eddie. Eddie, we do that. We do sometimes play rules that aren't, or play the game that is not quite how it's laid out in the the rule book. Like, I hate that thing with bulletproof cover on hills. I can't stand it. In all honesty, drives me potty. The one where you're, if you're, so in your example with the flat hills, if you're like, if you're behind the crest line, wherever the hell the crest line is, um, and you're stationary as infantry, you can claim bulletproof cover. Really? Apparently. Oh. Unless I've, every day. Yeah, but it's not something that I choose to include in my game. So I do, you know, yeah. I do appreciate that. Lee's right. You either you either call it and say these hills are infinitely high, and you can always hide behind them because they are an abstraction on the tabletop. Because yeah, you know, we can't model realistic hills because. That one. You, you, you always try <laughs> once and then moles start falling down and it gets, it gets annoying. Yeah. Yeah, but then that's well. if you played on boards where there's hills that are big enough to hide a tank behind. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you have to have realistic in terms of like to scale hills, but they can definitely be, you know, you're not, you're not playing 28 millimeter, you're playing 15. The, the tanks are small enough that. Yeah, they're not, they're not rolling hills either. You know, they're not hill sister. I, I know what you're saying. I do know what you're saying. But I'm just saying that, you know, it's one of those things. You are, I think Lee's right. You either play it one way or to, or to the, but you're right. Yeah. Some people choose to play it one way and some people choose to play it the other. It's important yeah. to know what so, you're playing at the start. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it ended up, um, that one I lost because he had some L's, L6s charged into the open in front of my 25 pounders. And nice. out of eight shots I hit once. Not nice. Yeah. Um, and then the next turn, he drove around the flank. I, I killed all but two of the tanks. <laughs> he drove, he drove yep. but then he managed to drive around the side, so I only had one tank in defensive fire, one gun in defensive fire, because the other ones were blocked because they were Block in a lot. Yeah. Um, managed to kill one in with my two shots defensive, uh, but the other one got in. I failed the fearless motivation test. And then broke off the objective, and then he was <laughs> six claimed the game because it started within four uh, of the objective. Proceeded to move ten inches away from the objective, assaulted back in, and then consolidated back on top. And it's like that's one L six tank, but the, never the, mind. Yeah, it happens. It, yes, yeah, it's, so, it's not uh, nice when it does, but it, yeah. It so that, that kind of put a damper on the first bit of the day, and then I got into the second game. And it was another armored car, an L6 company. All right, let's address the elephant in the room. How many of these things were there? Did you do you know? Did you get some um, scoop? I think in terms there of... was there was definitely three. Out of, I want to How... say fourteen. Was it so? Was there fourteen people playing total mid war? Yeah, is that what you're saying? So we so out of the seven axis lists, or is it not? Oh no, it wasn't axis uh, lists, was it? Not, it's it's... So, but three it's out of four. First two rounds, and then. Okay, were there any other axis lists? Um, there were, yeah. There was um, John Trenchard who had his his DAC Panzer Grenadiers, which I played cool. in game three, which was amazing. Four, that was amazing. Right. Um. That looked good. Some, yeah, Churchills. There's quite a few British lists I played against. I just wondered, like, in terms of a percentage of uh, axis, you know, lists, if you like, three, three is quite a, a chunk of yeah, 14, no, but it's three. It was definitely the same thing again, where people, 
Um, and the second guy was very much like, well, it's the, you know, it's the best list. I've, I've played a lot. Of, I've been on really well in competitions with it. Um, and I was like, well, okay, but this isn't, the, you know, I've played this game before. I've literally just played this game. I played this game plenty of times last time. Um, you know, and he was—he just—I don't—I can't. He broke my personal morale on game two, to be honest. But I, it's my own thing because I, you know, invested all, a very limited amount of time I've had over the last couple of months in the hobby, and was excited to, you know, play a tournament game with a bit more of a theme behind it. Which, yeah, okay, it's a tournament. It's a should have—it's my own fault for trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Um, so be the change you want to be, basically. That's the, that's yeah. the thing. Trying to be. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. On, I'm trying. I'm with you on this one. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's going to be a case, that, you know. So the guy, I said, well, I can't really be bothered to play the same game again. Even though, yeah, I was unlucky in the first one, and had I actually sat down and worked hard at it, I probably would have done a lot better in this time because it was a fluky dice roll. Um, but I just, it just wasn't what I wanted to do at that point in time. So, um, so instead, I gave him the 8-1. I said, have you got any other models with you? He said, no. So, well, here, why don't you play with my German list, and I'll play with my Shermans, and we'll just play a game. And uh, he goes, oh, what have you got? I said, Tigers. Oh, I've never played with Tigers before. <laughs> oh, my friend. Up, that sums <laughs> up a, you know, a German player who's never used the Tiger before. Oh. Just sums up everything about, you know. That player's mentality to why he plays Flames of War. Well, uh, I don't know if you necessarily say that. I mean, different people want different things, right? It, it was a com. It wasn't a competitive tournament. Yep. No, I get that. So, but I, I, do, I, I, you know, I'm with. We are with the same mindset. I think the three okay. of us. But okay. Yeah. He marked his unit commanders by sticking little, you know, the little red, yellow, green like circles. Yeah. That you put on your paperwork, yeah. Stuck those on top of his models. Okay. But but we've always said like different people want different things. Okay. So I get we I 100% get where you're coming from. Completely, but I, if that's really the, what they want to do, I I guess you know. Yeah. But to me, it's 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 dull because that list does like one thing as well. That's the thing though. That's that was the other thing. It was just uh, it was just getting dull. And you know, I, I get it, I, I I do. And if you are, you know, actively trying to be, um, you know, going for top spot, there, I think there's there, there's ways and means, isn't there? I mean, the other thing is that we could probably, you know, all three of us could sit there and go, right, we're going to play this list, and I'm going to play it for a year. I'm going to get really good with it. Yeah. And it will, and it will, it might be quite unquote subpar. I could play for I'll... a year with mine and never get good with it. <laughs> <laughs> I can play for ten years. Ten years is still young for it. In game four, those two players faced each other. Yeah, and oh, we figured out they had seventeen percent of the entire production run of L six forty tanks on that board. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That like I said, I think, I think there's ways and means. Yeah, there is, there is, and it it does depend what you're trying to get out of it. I think that in a in an, an environment like that where people are actually trying to actively get into the top three or whatever it is, I think you know you can cut people a little bit of slack. But we were talking a little bit about this before you joined the call in terms of there's something wonky with the rules when yeah that is such a predominantly 
um, dominating list or, or, you know, the parts of that, that list are that dominant that, you know, you think you look at it and go, well, there's something a bit skew if here. And I don't want to say, and I don't want to use the, the C word, um, the comp word, um, like we had in the old days of uh, 8th edition Warhammer, where units were actively, you know, you were told you could only have X of, um, you know, Morn Fang or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to go down that route because I also think that's not particularly healthy. But um, I just, I just think it, it's weird because it's one of those things where there's like three sides of the argument that they, that people tend to pick and choose. Because it's like, oh, it's historical, it happened. So, a, you know, I'm pretty sure it didn't, but okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then there's B, like, well, if they didn't want it, the rules should be super mega tight. Because my, my, my argument against it is, well, we just won't use command cards. Yeah. You command cards for, for your competitive tournament. Because mm-hmm. you take the command card element out of it, and it negates a lot of the, the wonky lists. Uh... I'll take allies out. No, because I mean allies are useful. Because I mean, if you're if you want, I mean, I've been toying with this idea for my 90th light. Is that they fought? Uh, I think it was Gazala or one of them next door yeah. to an Italian regiment, and they had some. Uh, yeah, don't, um, don't, don't get me wrong, Duncan. I'm not saying don't do the allies when you're doing a historical force, but based. Uh, yeah. with, you're, you're thinking like you're thinking like we all think that Duncan. It's, you, you just got you just justified it straight away with a historical reason. I guarantee no one taking armor cast L sixes is just justifying the historical basis. No, okay, yep. no, all right, touche, touche. That's that's the thing. Right. And then it's like, but you're not doing a historical game. You're doing a mega cutthroat competition game. I see what you're saying. Okay, but, but you don't want everyone to turn up with the same things. Um. So by taking the command cards out. That gets rid of a lot of the the wonkiness in terms you, of that particular armor car formation. Well, do you need to take like the whole all of the command cards out because then you're taking Panzerknacker out and things like that? I mean, I, I'm just saying, playing devil's advocate. There's some useful yeah. stuff in there that that. All right. What you do is you take out the bill, um, like you say, the formation formation cards. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's worth experimenting with. I mean, Ian's Ian's a pretty good guy. Um, oh yeah, no, no. I think he was. I saying, you know, I think he was banding around something about only having. Um, I can't remember what his solution was because it wasn't to do with the command cards. It was more to do with I think it was the allies or one formation, a single what, so, formation type thing. Single formation might do it um, because then you can take mm-hmm. an armor car company if you really want. Right, good. Yeah. Right, try spending 105 points on an armor car company. You could probably do it actually because the support's so expensive. But, That's the thing. Yeah. Um, would it be as good? I don't know if it would be as good. I don't know. I mean, it depends what you're trying to trying to do, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I think that the the problem I I would have is that I would you know I would want to go and play red versus blue, and if if you know, sixty percent of all the German lists there are the same. Oh yeah. Then, then, you know, that's not a great experience for anyone. I mean, mm. especially not. I mean, Jesus, can you? I, I can't think of anything worse than playing that actual mirror match, to be honest. Because <laughs> like, what? what <laughs> they died? didn't have a lot of fun. I, think I they mean, got lost. They got a draw through it all in the end. Well, yeah, because how are you going to kill that much stuff with what you've got? I mean, you've got high NAT and then a load of 
junk, basically. Course, the, <laughs> yeah. the irony there was that game was right next to my game against um, John Drenchard, who was hands down the best game of the weekend. And he had DAC Africa Corps Panzer Grenadiers um, with the command card that made them fearless. Ooh. Um, okay. Which well, actually turned it into an incredible game. Yeah, the entire formation was fearless. It was like a ridiculous number of points. Yeah, but it's not going anywhere. No, exactly. And then we ended up... um, It ended up just being a really fun game because it it didn't didn't hurt that I had some good luck at the beginning of the game. Yeah, take that aside in that my uh, (laughs) immediate reserve Sherman's ploughed on through a forest to get side shots at his tiger and then took it out. Ooh. In one yeah. first round of three shots, two hits, one goes through, boom. Did you do the polite thing of apologising immediately after? No, I said, like the "Have you got the lucky card? Tell me you've got the lucky card." And he went, "Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm really sorry." Take it I off. Feel really dirty now, um, but I didn't need to because he only had he had his martyrs in the middle of the board, which then proceeded to punish me relentlessly. Yeah, martyrs um, would do that. Yeah, so it just ended up being one of those games where it's just really down to the wire in terms of you know so i take the tiger out but then next turn his little pop gun um infantry would bail one of the shermans of a platoon and then he'd assault <laughs> kill oh, the yeah. Next, yeah kill the next one so that lost Love me it. so it was one of those you, you kind of like oh yeah i've got the upper hand oh no wait he's got the upper hand oh no i've got the upper, you know proper swinging backwards and forwards cool they are the best games. Like the Spitfires were coming in. I was like, yeah, fantastic. I've hit like four of his martyrs with cannon fire and he saved like two of them and the other ones failed firepower. But then he remounted and, and, and yeah, it was one of those games that was swinging backwards and forwards and we we're both really enjoying it. Um, until finally he was dug down on the objectives in, in buildings. I was having to be close enough that my last formation unit, um, of, it was Honeys and, and Sherman's, he was have the honeys were contesting, so he was popping at them with his little guns, and every now and then he'd get a bail, which meant I'd have to remount and then <laughs> didn't didn't remount, but I passed the five up save to stay in the game, so he didn't get the formation break. Whilst I'm similar, you know, then he shot down one of my Spitfires with um, AA machine guns from his half tracks. Oh, glorious! <laughs> so it was, yeah, it's one of those really good games where it's just just kind of like trying to pull out all the stops. Yes, yeah, so like everything. Ended, we ended up going to like nineteen turns. What? That's because awesome. he had his inf- well, he had his infantry. He had two platoons of infantry left. One on the objective, one out in the middle of nowhere, dug in. But he kept past both were on last stand checks. But he just kept rolling three up. I've had a game like that with Skip, and you just keep going and going and going, and the the the, the turns just rattle through. And by the end of it, you look yeah. at it and go, "What? What? What on earth happened there?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's like you've got a platoon of Sherman shooting at the infantry. You know, it's at six shots, hitting on sixes, waiting for the fail. You know, kind of wearing him down that way. Um, so what are you saying? The the sort of a kind of historical Sherman company versus yep. Panzer Grenadier company racing, was racing game. into the town. Yeah, it was it was a really good game. Um, it's an interesting interesting thought there. I know right? that one. Just leave that one dangling. Um, and then the last one, the last game was one of these new, was the new mission, is it Killing Ground? Yes, that sounds familiar. Um, 
where the Shermans managed to do, you know, basically I was attacking. So you had Italian defenders, which had semi-tanks, infantry, a ton of light tanks, but I didn't really care about those. Um, what, L6 or do you mean actual like, uh, M11? No, it, wasn't, they weren't, it had some L6s, but some of the slightly, like, you know, the medium light. Yeah, these M14s. M14s, yeah. sorry, not M11. Yeah, yeah, which couldn't really do much. Um, yeah, I think they're, so, only, no. they're only 86. Six, or... yeah. yeah. But I think the game, the game, I blitzed and doubled out to try and get it down to one flank because the the formation of the table. Managed to road dash my armoured cars, which was amazing because they can go like <laughs> foot. Yeah, um, they go they go the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then. Uh, he had some of the, the super heavy German anti-tank guns. Uh, oh, the Pack 43? Yeah. The, the uh, 88, but the anti-tank 88 on the cruciforms. Or it do you mean the, the door knockers? No, uh, it was... the, the door knockers one. Yeah, it... yeah the, door, the barn door one, yeah. yeah. Barn door, that, sorry, not door knocker. Yeah, barn doors. Yeah, yeah they, no, they are a, amazing a, piece of kit. Was there, was there one that was the same gun but mounted on a artillery chassis? That that's the the mm, I'm pretty sure that's the, the barn door, the 88. It's the anti tank 88. Um, yeah, because uh, the first one, the first one, it wouldn't be first, desert. Yeah, the first 88 comes on, um, like you say, it came on a just not anti tank chassis, like yeah. a skirt pack 40. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's that, like yeah. a beefy pack 40, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that is that is a yeah. That's what okay. I call it. Is. They weren't they weren't used in the desert. They appeared at Kursk. All oh, right, okay, we had desert ones of those. Um, which were in, which were uh, in ambush, and there's no way because of the way the is a deployment. <laughs> Sorry, can I just rewind a second? They were in ambush. Yeah, but they've, they've from, got the gigantic. What? They, <laughs> they have to be over sixteen away. No, I know, but they're huge. Yeah, that's the hot. Yeah, so they're gigantic. So they have to be over sixteen away. Um, Your so scouts must be awful, Eddie. So you have mean, three, of them, three of them. Yep. Um, popping out of ambush. So, you know, fours, at Three. range, fives. Yeah, it's, I don't know what platoon it was. I don't Jeez. think it was. Yeah, so they came out of ambush and, you know, into the rear of my Shermans that are rushing across the board. Yeah, that'll happen. So, you know, six shots, hitting on five, so of course he hits me four times. Oh, oh hello. Wipes, wipes out the platoon. Um, but it's okay, because I sent another platoon around the side. They got there quick, quickly, assaulted him out of line of fire. He motivates to counterattack. I have to break off with my Shermans. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, really? Yeah, there's not a lot you can do about that at that point. Yeah, I killed one stand in the assault and then had to break off. But then the next turn, the Royal Air Force came up and machine gunned them to pieces, which was fun. Because <laughs> um, he, tur- he turns to face them, so they're standing in the open. So then when the. Um, yep, no gun shield. Came in with their 50 buck cannon and machine gun rounds, basically took those out but then i just the trouble with that is i the semiventes with the anti-tank nine yeah uh n- n- what the 75s no i think they're only eight or eight, they, yeah, it was eight, eight high, with... high enough that it could hurt you know the front armor yeah they're eight with uh he i think um, there's yeah. a platoon heat, of six a platoon of six he had yep love them out i think a total of seven different tanks they just yeah, kept yeah. messing the firepower. Yeah, because I think they're only like armor four at the front or something yeah. like that. They're not. They're not great. Yeah. So it just kept missing up the firepower. So and then he had a two, like a two up remount because they were a or something. 
yeah, the Italian stuff is just yeah. Bonkers. So that was that, yeah. That was a good fun game where I put the pressure on and eventually just kind of disintegrated bit by bit. It sounds a bit different though as well against the Italians. The Italians are a completely different um, proposition to fighting Germans as well. Yeah, the mission was a lot of fun. The mission was good. See, I think we're gonna have to play some of those because I've. What was that one we played, Lee, where you came on from behind and stuff and things like that? Uh, breakout. Yeah, they, I haven't played those before, and they were re- they were really cool missions. Yeah, but completely different and just enjoyable because of that. If that mm. makes any sense. But um, no, as a show, well, um, the, the tournament itself, fantastic boards, really well run by Ian. You know, it's, it's as always as what you'd expect. Um, he's got he's got that down. Now. Did he have his old um, computer that used? Yeah, the two, them, two I screens. love that. I love that man. It's like yeah. it's old school. Uh, everything everything worked. Everything ran. He was actually surprised how quickly because we had two and a half hours around. Um, did you go? Pff- Two and a half hours. Well, yeah, I was like, "What are we doing for the extra hour and a half?" You know, because <laughs> well, that's the thing. You, you know, you play so much quicker. Um, I think uh, Mark's doing a write-up for his late war. Yes, yep, yep, yep. Um, and yeah, for me, it was a case of okay. I think I was just take took, took the wrong tool for the job again. I think it's the last time I, I'm going to try and do that and take. No, I, I wouldn't be so harsh. I wouldn't be so harsh on yourself. I don't think it's the wrong tool. I really don't. I, I think even I playing think that list, a strong list, yeah. I think it's a strong list. On not just on paper. I think you know, like I said the Sherman surprised me at how durable a, a mid-war tank it was. Yeah, you know, you, you so just lose out over the US ones, but they're harder to hit. Yeah, new dice. That's what I need. <laughs> Always play the dice. Always play the dice. Yeah, even with the dice tower. But I think the, I, I, yeah, I, I've, it's one of those things that don't get disheartened. I wouldn't get disheartened with that list. I think, yeah. like I said, I think the problem I think you probably had is that you only played it maybe a half dozen times. Yeah, and true. it is, and it is, it's not a point and click list. It's not, you know, it's not this list runs itself. You do have to apply, um, some real thought process behind everything because, like you said, you don't have a wealth of stuff. The, the the Shermans are good, but they are British ones and therefore don't have the stabilizers. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too rough on yourself. I mean it's just it's one of those things. And you come up against that high AT as well. Yeah. You know, you're always going to struggle against AT twelve. Which, you know, in theory there shouldn't be masses of, but what are you gonna I do? Am, I am excited to take this list into late war by adding the fireflies <laughs> and um, some infantry. Yeah, the fireflies will make a difference. I think they yeah. they they really will, and they'll. What are they still troops to three at that point? Yeah, you can get like three Shermans, and you just add the full firefly in. Three Shermans. So oh, so you get a troop of four. The troop yeah, of four. Between three to four. So you have two seventy fives in the firefly, or three seventy fives in the firefly. Yeah. Or just three seventy fives and no firefly. If you're a so man, still... if you're a sadist. Yeah, <laughs> but they're still. I mean, they're still. I still think the 75 is decent in late war. It's just that if you run up against the, something, you know, really big catty, against a Panzer three or a Panzer four, you're still going to ruin it. Well, it's just, they took out, a, you know, one Tiger in there. Uh, <laughs> one, one Tiger is a bit different to the tune of three. It, it is, but I just meant that, you know, but we're going back to this extreme thing again where not everything's a Tiger, not, and it probably shouldn't be. But why not, Duncan? Well, that's a different question, Eddie. It could be. Because some of them are going to be Panthers. 
<laughs> uh, probably not. They're not. No, not, probably not, not. just yet. Going back to wonky points. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds I... like it was a good, a good all-round, uh, interesting time. Apart from the repetition, if that makes sense. I just blame you for not being there. I think that's what it is. I would have made it 115 more fun. Yeah. That's, That's how accurate it would have been. Let down by my co-hosts. 115%. Uh, I have already expressed my interest in going next year, though, because it is one of those tournaments. Ian does such a good job. Um, yeah. That is definitely one of those ones where... And I'll the show, it, the show itself is fantastic as well. Like, the, it is. The selection of traders. The bring and buy is amazing. I think I worked out... I, I kind of... I broke even with what I'd spent in... <laughs> no, Eddie, yeah. you mean you're an exceptional profit? No, yeah, it wasn't exceptional this year. There was quite a lot. It was weird. There was quite a lot of Flames of War stuff for sale in terms of armies and the occasional box. You know, some people would try and sell their collections, and the guys that said that were running it were like, at one point, oh, you know, Flames of War doesn't, oh, there's more. Everyone's cashing out. But then again, I sold, like, I had a couple of spare um, army books. Yeah. Um, and you know they like Iron Cross, you know that yep. sold. All my paint sets sold. I've got a radical theory about this. I don't think people yeah. are necessarily cashing out. I think some people are revamping stuff because I have this. Uh, that would make I, sense. And I don't know if you do, but if I've painted something like five years ago, and I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but toot toot, I'm a bit better a painter now than I was <laughs> back then. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you find yeah. out what works, right? And you, and also yeah. you like. With the with the development in painting, just supplies, you can exactly. paint a lot better, a lot quicker now. And, and that's my problem is I keep looking at my DAC stuff, which I did like five six years ago, and I'm going, I really would like to redo it. Like there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the figures I've got. I just know that I would do a better job I, now. I know what you mean, and it's like my um, Desert Brits, my first army ever did. And I re- went back and stripped and repainted the grants and like put them side by side. You can just see <laughs> how, how the paintings changed over the years. And it's not it's not a bad thing. It's just you look at it and go, yeah. Uh, if I need to look like that, and I can't... as well, and legitimate thing used to be that the you know the individually sculpted resin and metal tanks were you know a lot better than the plastics that were available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true now. No. Um, the detail of the latest plastic kits. Okay, you lose the individuality, but then, you know, like Debris of War do a uh, an extra blister pack of uh, luggage. You know, you can sculpt different bits and pieces on yourself if you really want to. But individuality was only basically five tanks, an army of 15 tanks. It's, yeah, that's true. It quickly yeah. breaks down anyway, but yeah. That, that I think, is the, the thing I miss. And I, I did that with my um, command tanks for my Americans, was to get the Warrior ones. I loved the Warrior series stuff. The rest of them, oh. I, could, I couldn't give a monkey's about, to be honest, in terms of resin. I, I mean, you used to drop them and... Oh, God, don't. If you didn't get a good split, you'd look at it and went, that will never be the same again. Right? There, was, there was a moment in the weekend where there was a, a mighty metallic crunch and everyone stopped and looked around. Oh, and luckily God. it was a guy's thermos flask. And everyone kind of went, <laughs> but Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say that that was purely, it was just, I think that, that, I think actually we need to do something on that in terms of making plastic, because you've done a really good job on your plastic ones to give them 
that kind of lived in feel as well. I know Lee, you've done a load of stuff. I know it's for Fate of a Nation, but the same principle. Mm-hmm. And I think you know that's something that's definitely to be explored. I think doing because... tank stage is my favourite bit of the hobby. Yeah, loads of tanks start making them look like like say lived in, like they've been on a the go on campaign. It's a bit, it's, it's my favourite bit of the modelling process is just putting all the storage on that kind of thing. And I think there's definitely something to be said about that. And I think actually from dealing with these Dutch stuff, the the one one threes are resin and metal, and they've taken me so much longer to put together because I've had yeah. to magnetise the turrets to make sure they don't fall off. I've dropped one and I've got fortunately got a good break across the track uh, arch, Oof. but you know they they they're fine. But I'm looking at them going, these would be so much easier. I, like, I put together three 113 um, standard ones this evening. Then You're right, there's not a ton of uh, character on them yet, but they were really easy. And, I, you know, if I do- drop them, I, I doubt very much they'll do anything other than bounce. Um, and they weigh a hell of a lot less. I mean, I remember my first <laughs> backlist. It was all resin, Panzer 4s and Panzer 3s, and it weighed an absolute ton. Mm-hmm. Try lugging that around. So next November yep. is, is obviously a warfare show. They're having to move the location because the centre it's in, in Reading, is doing massive renovations. Oh, good. That's good. So, yeah, which is good. Because um, it, do- it is quite tired. The toilets and everything, they're a struggle after a bit of a move through. Um, <laughs> oh. So uh, it's going to be at the Ascot race course. See... I reckon that's going to be interesting because we do a show at Newbury at the Newbury Racecourse, yeah. and because it's obviously on those levels, um, you know, the actual racecourse building, if you like, tiered, that could be quite interesting. Well, it gives them an extra. They said they're talking it's going to be at least twice, if not three times, the amount of floor space. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, the space they've got is way bigger because I got an email through to the Guildford Games Club saying, "Do you guys want to run a demo game?" <laughs> and you went, "I don't think so. I should be." Taking breaking well, and taking checks. Well, I went, oh, that'd be cool. And then in my head, I went, well, actually, with the club's full anyway, and uh, it doesn't. What's it going to do for us? It's a huge amount of time investment in money for for, for nothing. But honestly, uh, honestly, Eddie, if you've been talking to, what's this? I know. The Selfish. Anyway, so yeah. Well, I heard that. I heard that. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. So I recommend anyone who is in the UK, if you uh, fancy coming to a, a stat, you know, good Flames of War tournament, and it is a tournament, he says. Yeah, it's not an event, Eddie. It's not, not an event. event. I know. I just wanted Lee, to. Be. How long? How long are we going to have to bug you to see if you can get a pass? I'm going to yeah. put the paperwork in. Okay, because I think that'd be really cool. At least like, can wait, we get Mark to do it because he's an officer and give you like official transfer request paper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He could really, you know, lower the boom, couldn't he? <laughs> I think, like, say, I'll try and get there because misery, misery does enjoy company, so it's like a. Well, you as know. long as we all lose together, that's all that matters. We'll get but to we... the bar. We'll get to the bar quicker. It's like a... Yes, there right? you go. That's the thing. So you're looking at this the wrong way. <clears throat> so that that was warfare. That was warfare. Um, the one of the highlights of the weekend was buying a uh, a pack of dug in markers for five pounds. Little resin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, I was say, well, I, I, 
yeah. It's, it's like the greatest bark. <laughs> I was going to say, I was confused there for a second. No, no, the, the, the really cool little resin ones. And then when yeah, my 25 pounders yeah. deployed the next game, I went, oh, wait a minute, I've got something that'll fit here. Were they pre-painted? They were, yeah. <gasps> Sweet. Awesome. So, yeah. Pretty good. Look at you sitting there all smug. I know. I know. <laughs> pretty, happy. pretty happy. Pretty happy with my uh, marker acquisition. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you cool. are. So, what's what's next? What's after? Team Yankee Challenge. Oh, oh, oh! Excited noises. Cards. What? Mm-hmm. I made cards. Oh, Eddie. This one says nuclear warfare. Oh dear! No, you don't want to press that button. That <laughs> All these right, Germans run off. It's counteracted by the uh, the other one, which is knife to the hand. <laughs> if you disable the enemy's hand, he is unable to push the button. That's, that'd, that, be, that'd be quite good. Is that playing? Um, was it uh, rock paper scissor, Spock nuke. lizard, <laughs> nuke, yeah. new variant? Okay, so team making challenge. Just to make everyone get aware of what we're doing, it's basically going to be an escalation league. Um, for Team Yankee version 2. We're going to start with 50 points, 75 points, 100 points going up each month. Um, we're putting in some restrictions on forces. So basically you always have to have an armoured formation and there's no allies until the 100 point stage. Um, but yeah, so it should be a very good. I'm just basically trying to get guys back in the Team Yankee. It's gone somewhat off the ball, basically. We've been playing the World War Two game, that kind of thing. So, also, I, I've been looking for ages with a whole British army sitting on my shelf. I really, <laughs> I really need to get the damn thing out of the boxes and paint it, build it and paint it. So this just seemed like a good idea to say, right, let's just do a... Everyone starts with a new army and builds it up from there. If we get some new players, that'd be great. The other thing I want to try and do is obviously try and encourage some inter club um, play between obviously Crawley, Guildford and Brighton. That'd be cool. Which, which I thought was cool, yeah, especially we got um actually play games with these toy soldiers. What's that all about? I know. <laughs> Crazy, right? Deviant. It's not <laughs> just remember, it's not a contest. It's not a contest. <laughs> what? It's not a contest, Eddie. But um, yeah, so I thought <laughs> just um, quick talk about what we're gonna be doing. So I'll start in my force. So I'm going to, like say, doing British. For no other reason, I want to try and get this stuff off my shelf, painted, <laughs> and done. So I feel like I can achieve, achieve something. And so, I, bought all, I bought all this stuff when it came out with Iron Maiden, and the actual original British release. I just It's just sat there. Because what the problem I had was, I influx of players, all of which were doing NATO. Yeah. So I thought, I could do these guys, or I could get the East Germans done and have a, a painted Warsaw Pack Force. Because you know I hate doing like blue on blue if I can help it. And so I took a hit, did the um, East Germans, which I enjoyed, the T-72Ms and that kind of thing. Yeah. But it meant I never got actually around to finish my Brits off. Oh, not finishing off, even starting them. <laughs> so um, it seemed like a good opportunity now. We're going to allow um, red versus blue in this league. Um, just yeah. because... You kind of have to. It's historically accurate. It's yeah, all the exercises exactly. That's it. It's the only combat they actually did. I don't don't mind. I don't mind playing. I've got my um, 
my Czechoslovak people's army folder now. So I don't mind playing that because I haven't really played much of my Russians either. Yeah. So actually, come, come, yeah, come, come the events, and, we, and we'll get on the events later. I'll, I'll probably switch over to you know Warsaw Pactus and Quiet, just like um, get a proper red versus blue in the events kind of thing. But um, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. So yeah, so I'm going to be starting 50 points. Um, so first things first, I'm not taking any of the new Brits. The thing I set myself is warriors, challengers, all that kind of stuff. It's nice, but I've already got a British army. I need to get it done first. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm sick. I'm, I'm, and also, like I say, the whole reason I did this was to do free RTR, which my dad's um, regiment during the Cold War, in chiefs and tanks. So I'm not even going for steel brood chieftains. I'll be the Mark Nine chieftains with the original armor. Yeah, old school. Because free RTR, we've somewhat done a pecking order and upgrades. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's gonna be interesting. So it's all gonna be like um, four, three, two transports and like I say chieftain tanks. I'm gonna have a, a recce squadron for the first stage. Ooh. So I'm gonna cavalry. So it'll be um, scorpions, scimitars, Spartans. Um, the striker, which is the anti-tank version, the missile launch at the back. And then a platoon, a platoon of chieftains, a platoon of British infantry is like um, the sort oh, of cool. forward, the forward, the sort of the forward screen, as it were. So, so the idea is basically this is a recce going out looking for the enemy, yeah, with like um, a forward outpost, as it were, the line, sort of the forward line, as it were. Oh, nice. And then from there, when like say convert to a proper chieftain um, squadron for the force. And then the last stage, I'll gain a infantry formation. Medic, I want the mortars because the mortars are cool. The artillery changes make the mortars even better. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my um, my plan. So, what are you guys going to do for challenge? It's an excellent question. I'm going to be doing my Polish okay. or my West Germans. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Or my Canadians, or well, it won't be my Desert Abrams, that's for sure. This does sound like a fear of commitment, Eddie. I'm it's just saying. It's more just a, you know, just a good. I, I, you know, monogamy in <laughs> gaming is overrated. It's just. Are you are you uh, subscribing to polygamy? Polygamy. Monic wargaming. Yeah, but polygolotters. Polygon Wargaming. Polygon Wargaming, yeah. Um, well, I'm cool. definitely, well, I'm, I'm going to do the Polish. Yeah. Um, but that's because, they, you know, I think, like, yeah, a lot of people are going to be doing NATO forces. Um, however, I'm going to give myself license to cheat because those guys are already <laughs> pretty much built. And they're just going to be super quick and easy, dirty Wargaming standard. So I'm going to do those. In addition, I'm going to do a super smexy airbrushed NATO force. What force is that? <sighs> Don't know yet. Okay. I know you bought some Canadian stuff, didn't you? you did. I did. Yeah, down to Troll Trader. I you know what you some need. ADATs, didn't you? I was going to say, yeah, you need some AT22. <laughs> well, yeah, I might have four of them now. Four? Yeah. How many do they have? Like total, you as in Canada. What platoon of up to six? Is that all the six in Canada? Well, that's uh, the six one actually existed in '85, but we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's time travel, isn't it? A DeLorean objective. 
we've covered That's this it. before. They've they've expedited the shipping. You pay for premium. Pay. Yeah. It's all yeah. alternative universe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it'll be the historical version, which is you line your toys up, march up and down your edge of the board for 24 hours, and then disappear around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. You got to take Quite. pictures of the guys' models. Yeah, that's true. From from a uh, ridiculous altitude as well, then, right? Or from a chipmunk if you're in Berlin. Oh, that's true. Or from literally jumping over a fence and jumping back over for anyone's spot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like driving a larder through the, de- through the, uh, the desert. No, through the forest. <laughs> through the desert. Yeah. I've got desert Humvees on my brain. Shut up. That's the lost larder. The lost larder. Yeah, no. I'm this gonna do, is a farm, right? Name, um, but they won't take very long, so I'm going to try What are you and... thinking of for your Polskis? Uh, well, I've got my original launch T-72s. So, what do you yeah, yeah, T seventy two. I thought you poo them as being inferior to the uh, mechanized forces. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. right. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got him. I've caught him. Well, start, well actually, it was um, Alex's article. I think you're talking about. But um, I didn't say so. If you're going to take T seventy twos, the poles are yeah. the ones that get the least benefit. But there's nothing wrong with their. Um, yeah. They just, they just don't really benefit from the points you pay for them, basically, because. But yeah, they do benefit. From really cool decals. Yeah, and ultimately, as a T-72M, it's a sweet, it is a sweet spot of of um, Soviet armor. Yeah. Of being good without being um, too expensive. Yep. Yes, the Soviet ones are better, but they point, they pay, you pay the points for them disproportionately. Pay, so. Yeah, I was gonna say you pay quite a premium for them mm. from memory. Yeah. So. Not to get Danas. That, yeah. Oh Danas. yeah. The, the super cool artillery pieces. So yeah, they're gonna hurt some infantry. Yeah, they're really gonna hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be T seventy twos, Dana's. Uh, I've got a platoon one BMP platoon. I think I'm going for BMP ones just because it makes more sense that they've got the inferior kit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean they they obviously they the the Polish have access to their own little wheeled things, but for the pound to point return on those and is not that great. No. Uh new. Yeah, so they uh, plastic kits as well you need. Oh, uh, they're not they're resin and metal. Yeah, that's the problem I have with the YP seventy sixes. They're yeah. Ouch. Frankly. So um yeah, I'm not gonna go for, for those. I'm just gonna use my BMPs that I've got. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, and then late stage Will be to add um, uh, the Heinz. Oh, yeah, nice. I've I also got the Afghansti. I bought the Afghansti folio when it first came out for Battlefield Hobbies, and I was like, they're for Carivery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always wanted to do an airborne assault force, and I was lucky enough to get the uh, support weapons in metal. Ah, okay. uh, yes, yeah. So um, that'll be that'll be. After this challenge, probably to take them into um, that, take them really to, cool. uh, mega game territory, where you end up getting units that, in a normal game, are rubbish, but in a mega game, actually makes sense. Well, in the mega game as well, they'll they'll have time to land, move, land, and deploy before hopefully yeah. something counters. Exactly, on them. yeah, yeah. Which the yeah. problem you have in a standard game is they they move on, they land, and then they get annihilated. Yeah. So. That would be really amazing. That would, that they, they they do look cool as well. I love a hind, hind yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So um, 
that's that's the main force, and then it probably be my West Germans, or because Dan, Dan, um, Lee's already doing the British. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, which will be Leopard Twos, which will be the ones that I take some time on. They're nice. Yeah, well, you can at eleven points a model or whatever it is that your your points evaporate pretty quickly yeah. in the list with Leopard Twos in. Yeah, or a Canadian Mech Army. I don't know. Who knows? So what you're saying is you still don't know. Still don't know other than Polish. <laughs> so Polish, we've got. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That sounds good. That does sound cool. I mean, that that, that is one thing actually. Looking back over the the Ty stuff, um, just looking at actually some of the things you can do, and it's interesting because you can't do the the stuff like take the single platoon like you can in Flames of War. Yeah. yeah at the moment, so. Yeah. Um. Obviously. But, we don't know what's going to come out with new books and things, but it's um, it's just different, and uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cool, will we? Um, for me, well, I've got my, I have got the, the Czechoslovak stuff um that I will the uh, Soviet my um, Russians, I think, to do. Uh, I'm not going to add in uh, anything to that. That's that's kind of done. The only thing I need to do is base um the 17 million Soviet uh, infantry I've got. So they're all painted, but the, the basing's yet to be done. Um, nice. I've got two two BMP um, companies. One's a two and one's a one company. Um, so I'll try and look at those. I'm not sure that's the best place that, to start with the Czechoslovaks um, with infantry, with a five-up <laughs> five rally and, you know, but there we go. Um, the, the HQ nearby, so you got the reroll. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna to have to be really nearby everyone though, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the over there is everywhere. The um the new force I've got is the uh is the Dutch and uh yeah, I've got my initial force. I, I'm still playing around with it. I was bemoaning to Lee that the, the problem I've got is that the um I'm basing it all around on the recce company again. So it's the M one one three C and Vs. And the command for that is a point. Which is not helpful when nothing else is an odd number of points in the list. Oh no! Uh, so everything else is a nice round number. Um, so I, it's probably a forty-nine point list uh, at some point. But um, I've just put literally today, as we've been speaking, I've put together the. Um, there's a small. Um, I think they're called Trillias. Yeah. So they're like, like yeah, one one threes rather than the um, Panzer uh, infantries. Um, so you get a small short platoon of those that you can actually have information. They're quite cool. Um, so I might include those, but at the moment it's Leopard 2s and the Funky 113s. So I've got, uh, yeah, the Leopard 2 looks, it looks really mean. It's really cool. It's a nice kit actually. Um, I didn't mind putting that together at all. It's got some, some nice little bits on it. It's nice, um, yeah, it's a really, really good kit. But yeah, they're looking, they're looking at me, they're looking dangerously, uh, 80 heavy. It's just going to make me laugh. I originally, I think I'd put um, Leopard 1s in because they're a bit more economical in the old points, but uh, blow that. We're going we're going full bore. <laughs> Leopard 2, uh, when we're going to hit something, it's going to explode in fiery death, uh, in theory. Go in one side and out the other. Well, yeah. No kill like overkill. Well, exactly. If you're going to make sure overkill something... Overkill underrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes, that's cool. Um, I like the Dutch stuff. The trouble is, it's it's like Soviet-esque cheap, but it's yeah. quite small. 
uh, in terms of the formations and things. So um, that's why I ended up taking the, the Leopard 2s in the end, because actually, if you take Leopard 1s, you kind of run out of space in the list. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'd like to expand it with, I've got the um, the resin um, 113, oh, sorry, uh, YP76. Oh, yeah, they're eight, IFEs, yeah. Yeah. Do you need any more of those? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I've got enough, actually. Um, I no, think I, I need 15, and I've got 20, but I also need some, because they're the same, they're a dual kit with the um, tow launcher, the Pratt. Oh, okay. Um, cough, cough, troll trader on eBay, cough, cough. I don't know, just uh, while we're talking, I'll have a little... Uh... <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I haven't... Uh, I bought one box and um, I didn't quite realize how expensive it was. Yeah, because um, they're resin. Yeah, they are indeed. And I went, oh, I'm going to have to be a bit careful about those because I need. Oh my god, I need loads. Yeah, um, which is fine because again, they're quite unique and they're quite handy because they've got a 20 mil cannon on the top. It's not. They're quite, they're, they're quite decent little things. Yeah, they got they got a bit of punch to them. It's it's not awful, but it's um it's a turreted thing as well. So they, they, I can see them being BMP esque. Okay. Uh, so that you know they'll actually have some longevity other than just sort of dumping infantry off and then mm-hmm. hiding or contesting in a um you know um contesting objectives until they die type thing. Yeah. But um but you know they're they're quite cool. Um I I am short of leopard ones because I do think. Uh, a leopard one company is so cheap it's like well yeah, yeah why, why why not type thing um but yeah I, I, it was one of the things where i think i ended up doing a hundred point list and i had three companies and it wasn't particularly hard to get to three companies um, <laughs> oh, yeah they're, they're i mean well the leopard twos are 10 points and they i think the most expensive thing you can get yeah so i think that the leopard ones are a point or two they're not they're not super expensive but they're they're not you know yeah it's annoying thing they're same points as a german one but they've got worse stats it's like yes so it's where the point the team yankee point system just kind of falls over the german ones are 11 no no Um, the leopard ones oh the leopard ones yeah the leopard one i think are the same because when you get to that bottom end yeah the leopard one i think for the germans is 11 i think it's actually it's 10 I'd rather pay the point and have the German stats, but you, know, yeah. you can't always get what you want. Mm. Yeah. I almost feel like, like you should have had Brutal, which is um, the Canadians pay a, a slight premium for having the Brutal, basically, which is cool because Brutal makes a big difference for the gun. And the um, the Dutch were a big proponents using Hesh rounds too. So I always meant to ask if that was actually a, a, a mistake and they're actually meant to have um, Brutal. Hmm. But I don't have an answer. <laughs> you need the officer. You need the officer answers. He'll tell you. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. But again, the only problem I've got is I think I'm gonna. It's gonna be one of those ones where I got, I got a bit bored painting Soviets because yeah. there's a lot of green, mm. a lot of green vehicles, and I think the Dutch are the same thing. They're all they're all green. But what I'm gonna try and do is um, I'm gonna try and expand on my uh, adventures in Weathering Land. I think. Ooh. So um, try and make my bit jazzy. But that's the way to do it with those monotone, monotone tanks is just to go heavy and weathering. Yeah. I, I, I do it in my Soviets. It's just like, you know, make, you try and find the bits you can make interesting and just double down them. That, that's exactly it. And I think, you know, they're, they're so so quick to get to the stage where, you know, the green's shaded, 
um, highlighted and just kind of there that it's not too bad because a lot of that spray and dry brush. Mm -hmm. So that's not, not not terrible at all. Um, well, in my head, it's not too terrible. Um, and then just got the, the monotony of tracks. Everyone loves painting tracks, right? So. Well, I cheated but, uh, with my um, Shermans because I, I realised that with a Sherman, at least, the tracks, by the time that you painted the tracks and then the road wheels and then you've added a decent amount of mud, you can't really see the tracks and the road wheels. Yeah. So I just airbrushed the whole thing with a two-to-one mix of burnt umber and black. <laughs> it, it, it's a bit like that. I have to say that I think if I, I'm going to do quite... I'm going to use that... Um, mud wash so i used the desert wash yep. for my um lees and i got a bit like that with the desert wash in the end is there's yeah. no point shading this because i'm going to slap a load of yeah dust in the um yeah, in the yeah. and stuff but um yeah we'll see how it comes up i mean i've never tried weathering so it might be interesting on like you said monochrome uh vehicles certainly and the infantry i'm not sh i'm not sure i'm going to do them i don't i've got to do some research because um i found an interesting page where they said that they used like almost like a, a hessian cover for the helmets right yeah so they almost had like a um it's almost like a, a dusty kind of khaki helmet it wasn't actually that color but the, the, they didn't actually use camouflage stuff in it they just put the, the netting if you like over the top yeah. so that might look quite cool but i think they're dark green uniforms so i might try and find a, a suitable dark green spray i might actually use the u.s armored one yeah just to try and get a base. A sepia wash over the top, that'll look great. Yeah, and then pick out some bits. It'll be the usual thing of helmets and flesh and things to make it pop a bit because that's slightly the problem with modern kit, isn't it? It's all quite yeah. <laughs> dull in a way um, because it's designed not to attract attention, I guess. Well, I've, but... I've, gone, I've gone the other way. So I base my models and I use the, um, the Winder and Newton silica texturing. Stuff. Oh yes, God's own texturing paste. Yep. Yeah, and then I undercoat paint, um, and then glue the tufts on at the end. Um, mm -hmm. So now I've kind of doubled down on um, fur brown spray. Yep. From Army Painter, because that does the base and a brown undercoat and everything, and then it's just flesh, and then you just use the brown as a base shade to pick out your flat coat of your olive drab or whatever yeah because because if you spray it all green then you've got to repaint the whole base anyway do you, how do you find the fur brown because i've had mixed um personally i've had mixed uh, results with the army paint and stuff in terms of what the coverage or just i, I find it doesn't take washes all that well sometimes um oh really yeah oh, i had i had some i had some problems with the the bone one when i was painting my aussies Oh, the bone, bone, well, bone's tan is a much harder colour. Right. You know, to, to get the colour. The fur brown's quite a nice matte. I mean, if you had, if you had like a 28mm tank in a large area of flat surface, I could see the wash struggling. Because um, yeah, it is slightly glossy. Yeah, that was the problem. It didn't actually run into the crevices. It kind of pulled. Okay. Um, I think at 15mm you'd be fine on it. I've not had any problems with my infantry. The other one I was going to look at is um, apparently there's a good um, Halfords one. What, brown? Yeah, Halfords brown. They do a camouflage rage, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've seen those. Um, but again, it's one of those things where I'm a bit like, mm, 
Do I really want to spray a whole load of this stuff and then see I if it's any good? I use the Halford Primer Grey yep. for everything that doesn't need, you know, that I want to prime and then paint over the top. Um, yep. Because that stuff is is great. That's great for scale models for everything. You know, if, if it just gives a nice coverage, doesn't obscure details. It's designed to be a primer, so everything sticks to it. You know, like almost like glue. I uh, suppose the only other thing I could do is prime them because I use uh, a grey primer anyway, and then maybe find someone with an airbrush um, to just lay down a brown that I can match. I've got an airbrush and a spray. Oh, booth. have you got an airbrush? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have have a, a airbrush play date or something. That be would that be like a really uh, geeky version of Ghost? You know, he's um, got the clay. <laughs> My girlfriend's smiling. I think she likes that idea. What you, you airbrushing again? No, 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 like this. Terrain, pull up, pull up, terrain, terrain. <laughs> Oh, it got gone onto the Krypton factor, or something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've got I've got to play around with them. Um, but I'm I'm excited for the Dutch. It sounds weird, but they're they're kind of my kind of army. I've always played uh, armies that are full of crap. Um, yeah. Historically, and they're kind of they're not crap, but they're certainly the the um, the worst <laughs> of the the NATO nations, I think, um, until the Belgians come out. I'm sorry. The worst of the best. Well, they're just that, you know, they're what you expect from the Dutch, I guess, which is small, um, perfectly formed. Um, Wrap and a waffle? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. They just, they they, they appeal to me because I, I looked and went, well, they've got a few wacky bits in them as well. So, love a wacky vehicle. Um, you? Never? I know. I know. It's unheard of. I mean, it would be better if it was captured. If it was captured, wacky. Well, this is something I need to explore with you as well, Mister Mister Parnell. Is is what what do you think the propensity would be for any of the uh, um, you know protagonists actually nicking other stuff and using it? Slim to none, I'd say, because it's going to happen so quickly. <sighs> as the actress said to the bishop. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just wondering because uh, you know the, that that's kind of my jam. But... The thing, the thing is, if you want to combine NATO and Warsaw, you play Iranians yeah. or, or Iraqis. Ooh. We got. Uh, I think you know, in the league, we're going to have one person playing Iraq, one play, person playing Iran, oh, awesome. and one of the new guys is playing Israel. Oh, cool. That's very yeah, cool. We would like to see those forces, but as if they'd taken part in the <clears> European <throat> conflict. Yeah. Like, yeah. Moved up into a temperate zone and actually started fighting somewhere other than the desert. I suppose, in theory, it's not out, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Soviets could come into contact. I guess because yeah. of um, you know that uh, middle central uh, what they call them central Soviet states, mm-hmm. the, the the Uzbekistan's and Tajikistan's and Kurdistan. Yeah, obviously, and... in the old war fluff, obviously um, they are supporting providing material support to Syrians against Israel. And obviously, they've effectively done a coup d'état in in Iran to take over and um, to push against NATO in um, via Iraq, effectively. Okay. It'd be nice to play some different stuff as well. I mean, mm. going back to my thing about uh, Fate of a Nation, still the best game system. Um, still need to get the Israelis on the table for that, so that might be uh, another one as well. Probably out outgunned at that point, though, Centurions, I guess. 
Yeah. <laughs> just, just a tad. Mm. Speaking of weird and wonderful mixes of equipment. Yep. <gasps> 21st Panzer. So much excitement. It's coming. <laughs> I can't believe it's not the anything coming, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> oh. oh, I can't stand up from this table quickly. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <clears throat> Talk about Jesus flips earlier, but um. But for those yeah, of you like the, uh, the the Duncan's assess assessment, no obsession Pardon? with the twenty first Panzer division. In oh, it's so cool! Was, uh, I can't believe that. This just snuck out as well. Snuck, snuck in like a, a you know sneaky German thing. I mean, the we... bottom of the Flames of War page on the releases for December is a twenty-first Panzer army list. Where's the full shebang? Yeah, it's like a pamph- yeah. a, pa- a pamphlet list, like they're um, I guess kind of like they're um, they're from above airborne but... stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And there's direct order, all the um, Baker, Barker. Is it Barker? Baker? Who was made? Barker, yeah, who made all the, all the really cool um, conversions and that. Oh yeah, the um, the the. Oh no, it wasn't Barker. It was. Uh... Yeah, I think it was. What's he called? Um... Otto. Uh, no. I can't remember now. They, Barker was the the Panzer Ace, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, Barker's yeah. calling. Yeah, that's one. You know what I'm talking about, right? So yeah, yeah. Basically, you're gonna be stuck with this um, no, unit rebuilding. You got no vehicles. Wow, all this French stuff. I'm gonna take all this French stuff and make no vehicles. <laughs> your blackjack and hookers. <laughs> well, it's amazing because um, it's Baker, uh, Alfred Becker. It's Becker's conversions. Sorry, yes. um, they started off with bicycles. The twenty-first Panzer. That was the. They were Schnell Group Vest, I think, and they were issued bicycles to rapidly pedal towards the beaches in the event of a landing. <laughs> Which think about that. So you've you've been medevaced from Africa. You've, you've recuperated. Yep. You found that all your friends' base had been wiped out in Tunisia. You're you're forming the car driver of the say of the new company. You're taking over its old. Fortress Company, you get yep. there and you find out there's no tanks, here's a bicycle. Correct. It would be the Tour de France victors of 1944. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that must, it's a little bit of a crash back to earth. Um, I think it's one of those divisions as well where it's, it's in a unique position. I think it fought on all three front, fronts. So it fought, fought in North Africa um, on the, the Western Front against the Allies and also on the Eastern Front. It finished up over there. Wow, is that what so, ends up? Is it All right? Yeah, because um, uh, Hans von Luck, the uh, the the uh, wonderful major, yeah, 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 he gets um, captured by the Soviets uh, and then spends, uh, I think it's six years in a Soviet. Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember the book. Yeah, it's a, it's a, oh, if anyone, if you ever get a chance to to read it, um, it's so worth. His autobiography is amazing. Um, about two thirds of it deals with the war, and about a third of it deals with um, his time in a prison camp, which is just yeah, it's incredible. It really is the um, he gets put in charge of uh, laying concrete, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, I've never laid concrete in my life. You're a German, you know, lay concrete. Get on with it." Yeah, have you seen the Atlantic Wall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't you can't fault the logic. Um, but yeah, the the I'm trying to find the release notes actually for what's actually coming out because it's not just the pamphlet. I'm really hoping that the um, they do what they did with the paratroopers, which actually I'm think fingers crossed they've got some command cards. Yeah. In there as well. So that I'm only, you know, I'm not expecting thousands. Just, you know, the odd one would be nice. You know, maybe half a dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, to give some flavor bits. Um, like if there's a Von Luck card, that'd be, that would be it basically. Um, 
but the uh, it's, it's yeah, I just can't believe it's it's stealth up like this. It's going to be uh, awesome. So we, they mentioned in the release notes when we got, when D Day came out that this was going to come eventually. Yeah, I know you you basically said if it, you, you know you appealed to them saying can if you need help I, I'm happy to help with writing this and kind of things. So, no, nope, it's all yeah. done. It's ready to go. And it was yeah, nothing happened. Well, it, it, I'm not going to say I thought they were telling Porky Parties because I have no insight into the release schedule and stuff. But I did think there's a lot on the, you know, they've got a lot on. Um, mm. And it was just, a, I was surprised when they said that most of the content's together. So they've obviously weaved it into wherever, I wonder if they brought it forward, in all honesty, um, if it was ready. Yeah, exactly. Especially um, the British um, Team Yankee stuff delayed. Yeah. Exactly. Um, again, that would make a lot of sense if it was there to, to go. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a new line of figures, I don't think. Um, there's going to be stuff that, you know, we've we've had previously. Um, that's, that's yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't say, I don't. It's like remastered. It'll just be the original models and that kind. Of thing. Yeah. Do you have the? Because <clears throat> I can't remember where. Where did we see the the image uh, of the? Uh, I said to you in Messenger because I took a snapshot. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's on like the front page. The front page of the um, Flames War website. Oh, is it? Is it actually there now? Yeah, it's yes, at the bottom. It, of that. That's where it came from originally. Yeah. It's just the release. The next um, release. Because uh, going through. The, what you'd actually put up. Um, let's have a look. Do, so, do, do, do. December releases, D-Day 21st Panzer booklet and cards. Yep. There is a 7.5 centimetre or 10.5 centimetre 39H. Brilliant. That's the, um, so that's the, the Stu or the Stug, the Ooh. boots on the 38, uh, 39H chassis. Um, so they had a tank destroyer one, which is 7.5, which is basically just the Pat 40, and the 10.5 was the um, shortened howitzer. Nice. So they're going to be yeah. that's going to be nice. Is that the one that's got really high sides? Uh, no, it's tiny. It's really it, it, put it this way: if you were in the 10.5 centimeter one and you were firing it, and you were inside that crew compartment, you probably don't have a lot of hearing left. I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> and there's, there's a very good chance that you could actually flip the bloody thing backwards. It's it's you know it's a tiny little wheelbase. Um, but yeah, they've got the they've got quite blocky size again um the u304f is the um unit half track mm -hmm. so that's for your panzer grenadiers um again it's probably just a i think the only difference they had before between that and the sdkfz 251s was that i think it was unreliable it was unreliable yet yeah so it that, that's like a dash speed it, exactly or we'll have a worse cross um cross here <clears throat> yeah which is fine you know they were quite uh underpowered at that point and yeah, whatever. Um, the Rheinenwerfer is the um, sixteen eighty-one millimeter mortars on a rack. <laughs> so that it's is going to be yeah. that's going to be lots of fun. It was good in um, version three. I imagine it's not going to get any worse in version four. That, in all of that's me. a static thing, right? It's just no, 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 no. It's in a unique half track. It's in the captured <laughs> French half track as well. So it's armored. Um, it had quite a short range from memory. Yeah, it was, it was basically it was like a forty-inch range, like a normal um, eight centimeter mortar. But you fired, you used like rocket rules, didn't you? You did, it? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it went blap. Um, <laughs> but that's going to be interesting because that's I don't know if they'll do the same thing because I always thought that was a bit um, it was a bit too good. If they give it the big template, that could be you know. But they were two gun. I think they were like the um, armored mortars for you get like the Panzer Grenadiers where there are only two guns. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll give them a four-gun option, but that, you know, 
that's a, a unique piece of kit. It's a, it's a lovely piece of kit. It's mm. um, it's really cool looking, and it's it's so iconic because I don't even think they use it anywhere else. I think it was Becca's brainchild to weld these things together. Yeah. And <laughs> unique term, yeah. We've got all these mortars. We don't have any mortar men. What can we do? <laughs> yeah, it's quite ingenious. They fired them all simultaneously, so you did get a volley of you know sixteen eighty wheel one mil Just mortar. Lightning. Yeah, jeez. Um, the S307F is the um, that's the essentially the Marder. So that's again on the uh, catch it half trap. It's got a pack forty on it. Nice. So that's cool. Uh, you have got the Schleppers, which are direct yeah, only, which is a bit odd. I can't work out why they're direct only. I must be a single blister. Well, it's a single blister. Oh, I know why. It's because right. it'll have the um, the fifteen centimeter and the and the 10, uh, 10. 5. So twenty uh, first Panzer had uh, essentially Vesp and uh, Hummel versions of the Lorraine Schre- Schlepper. Oh, okay. Well, it's currently the same kit. It's only fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's that'll be why it's a um, direct only because it's um, you'll get both barrels, I assume. Okay. And then some tokens and objectives. Yep, I shall be having some of those. <laughs> it's Christmas sorted for you. Exactly, twenty tokens, two objective markers. That's which you know. That's a nice, nice touch. They didn't have to do that either. Um, what do we think about direct only for all the stuff? I, my personal opinion is absolutely fine. I don't if think it's, if it's how you direct, get it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it gets run apart from the booklet and cards. Yep, but I, I have no problem with that at all because I don't think as a I, I might be talking out of turn, but as a small independent shop, I'm not sure I'd want to be buying in. Because this is quite niche. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, I was after it, and I know that you, you know, there was a, we had a little bit of a chat about you can't have D-Day without twenty first Panzer, but it is, yeah. you know, they exist for eight weeks. I mean, it's not so you get as a new player, that's for sure. No. But that, I mean, that's the thing. I went obviously the the war game shop here in Fargo um, had an entire wall of Flames of War. Um, <clears> you know, a load of version four stuff. Much the full range, and then all the blisters that were left from version three, it was all this weird bits and pieces. The stuff that yep. you, you know, it's it's always been that kind of way. You'd end up with a single blister of something as well that you need two for, or yeah. things like that. And people go, "Well, I can get one, but mm, do I want to buy one?" I mean, I, I. I I actually think that this makes a lot more sense in this way. I know people have said, what about my local hobby store? What about my local hobby store? But I don't know if they want to buy into it. Now, it's just... Certainly can't do it like Games Workshop where local stores can buy in the direct stuff and they make a smaller cut on it than um, yeah. normal sales. There's so many that don't do that. But that, yeah. that would make... But that, that was like we've been talking about before, almost the print-on-demand type stuff where you can go into your local shop and they can just order it in for you. It might take six weeks or whatever to arrive but it does but, um, no I'm, I think that's I yeah I, I wouldn't have expected it any other way to be honest and I think it makes a lot of sense I'm just really hyped to see what's on the cards and the and the booklet yeah I hope we'll get um, a preview some preview copy of it so Hopefully. yeah that'd be that'd be really uh, really interesting get some, but, yeah. battle, get some battles in oh my god yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm yeah. up for doing some proper D-Day stuff as well. It's, it'll be um, it'll be interesting. Well, actually, I think it's a nice way actually to um, to change up if you've already got a D-Day German force, because all the infantry's German infantry. You just 
investing in some extra vehicles. So if you haven't gone down the Panzer Grenadier route already, you you could do. Um, mm. Just by using the infantry you've already got and the gun teams, they've still got pack forties and things. You can still Panzer Fours for the Panzer Company. Absolutely, still Panzer Fours. Um, the occasional yeah. Firefly throwing using their um, card. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you used to be able to have that as uh, that was a twenty-first thing. You could have a, a looted Sherman and a looted Firefly. Yes, and, uh, when you go up against them quite often. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just always interesting. Again, it was just a. I, I don't think this is any better or worse. Um, it's just interesting. Well, I mean, the Firefly's better, obviously, because it's actually got some anti-tank. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think it's gonna. I, I like the way they've done it. I think that the the way they've done the paras and the, the way they look like they're going to do this, it's it makes sense. Like I can I can see where they're coming from with it, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it's um, it's good to see. And like I say, it's not it's much better have it than not have it. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I, I'm still surprised it wasn't in the book, but. If it's his own little thing, that's fine. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a problem. And, you know, we're we talking, what, less than six months? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. When it started, yeah, it was like it was um, June, wasn't it? Yeah. So I've not really, I've not really thought about it. I've been far too preoccupied with mid-war, um, <laughs> <laughs> mid-war stuff. So there's plenty to be excited about. But this is just, uh, it's now it's turn. It's now it's turn. And I, I like the fact it's going to get all the excitement all by itself. Yes. So, yeah, hopefully we'll have it for next time. Okay. <clears throat> That's how Morse code goes, obviously. Trust me. <laughs> what did you just say? Oh, you don't want to know. Oh, is it rude? Okay. Send in your replies to next month's Shoot and Scoot and you <laughs> win a prize. <laughs> Painting contest. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about that, Duncan. This is a one of those weird families that like to paint toy soldiers together. Yeah, like like the Manson family. <laughs> but the blood's incredibly realistic. Um, <laughs> Lee, have, have we got some questions? We've been inundated with a question. Um, no, we've have got we lots got of... any that haven't already been answered. <laughs> Hold on, Where did you just say inundated with question singular? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take um, a lot to overload us. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. starting from the top, as it's Facebook's really audit kind of thing, this is all they actually came in. There you go. Um, Dave Madigan, when is the British late war, late war book due? And will it be, will it be options for me to create my New Zealand second div in Italy? Well, we know it's going to be a D Day book, so I'm guessing this stuff will be dealt with later. Obviously, you can proxy it in right now. You don't, you don't need the book for Italy. No. I don't think, do you? You just need Fortress Europe. Uh, I guess so, yeah. So, I I suppose what, the problem is it's um, in Fortress Europe, the infantry is concentrated, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Whereas obviously with the, you know, the um, Kiwis would be definitely a confident veteran. But you could, I reckon you know, there should be a confident veteran British you know, British force in D-Day, if not on the command card. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You proxy it up that way until they do a, a, an Italy book at some point in the future. That's why it's true. It's a good question because with the Team Yankee book going to the right, it sort of clashes where the D-Day release was going to be. So I'm not sure what the release schedule is now for next year. We knew it was 2020. We knew it was... It was February uh, 2020. Yeah. But now that's where um, the British book's come for Team Yankee. Mm, When's the SS book? Oh, who knows? 
Um, I was going to say that's gen- I, th- I thought that was about the same time. I thought the British and the SS were around about the same time. Yeah, they might be May or something like that. Yeah. So I would expect before summer. There yeah. We go. Yeah. But very reliable answer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The first six months of 2020, I think it might arrive possibly. Busy release schedule. I mean, even though we, we remember when it first came out, everyone was saying, "Oh, it's going to be, it's so slow, and they're taking their time." It's still hectic. Mm. Well, it's cranking yeah. up again, isn't it? I mean, next thing you know, we'll be on to Bregration and the Soviets and oh, stuff. Oh, and IS-2s. Yeah, ISU-152s. 122s. Yeah, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Okay, William White. Our regular regular top fan on the old break for assault. Um, what team anchor list would you build for a 120-point tournament? Oh, 120. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Horde armies will struggle at that points list. That could be the fact that as NATO players, I'm going to have a max of two. So, yeah. so basically, 120 points is the new points uh, they're pushing for this, well, certain states. For this well, year's for Team Yankee? For this year's tournaments, what? yeah. 120? I wow. Well, I think okay. it's being driven by the fact NATO tanks are going to get a lot more expensive as the um, Challenger M1A1 Leopard A5 and that kind of thing appears. I mean, it, it's 11, mm. point, 11 points for a Leopard 2. You start putting extra arm on it. It's oh, no, they're, they're going to yeah. be expensive. I don't know if that... Does it help? Yeah, but the thing, it, it all depends on what the side armour is. Yeah. I mean, if the side armour is significant, then... I think the problem, I think the problem is, is, as women lose to, is that the Horde armies will start tripping up over themselves a lot more. I hope, you know, if you go full when, Horde... Yeah, when you play the Horde correctly, yeah. yeah. Did did you say as well? There's two two company. Was it two company limit? Um, no, you say it? as a NATO player with the point the way reserves work, you have a maximum of two units R- off reserve. Right, reserves. gotcha. Sorry, two units. You put, you, you put your expensive. You know, as we do in mid war, you put your expensive force. Yep. Into reserve. Um, mm. I, I I mean, obviously, I'm working on Brits. So I'd probably go with British force, lots of chieftains. Um, backed up with, with a small infantry formation. I mean, obviously, I, I think the artillery rules are going to change the balance of which I'm not convinced hugely, but it will have an impact. Um, the other one I want to do is, like I say, I'd be looking at going to like um, a high-end Gulf War-era sort of American force with M1A1s and Bradleys. I think, I think if, you go, if, you, if you're about hordes, you're going to have to have a lot of Medium, you know, sort of medium anti-tank. You don't need so you need a lot of anti-tank twenty-two. A lot of anti-tank twenty will work fine. That's where that puts you into like the M60s or the um, yeah. MIP. Mm-hmm. I don't think you necessarily need a high-end M1A1s for that kind of thing. You want enough armor so their fire doesn't do anything to you, but enough fire um, rate of fire on your side, you can sort of thin out their hordes. And combine that with like um, the American artillery firing off minelets, that kind of thing. The sort of bog down the enemy armors, you know, tries to get out of minefields, that kind of thing. I reckon, I reckon yeah, I'll probably go for like a sort of desert shield era list with IPM ones and Bradleys. So, yeah, the Gucci. Not the, not the Gucci Gucci, but the slight <laughs> sort of in, 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 intermediate ones. I still have the 105mm gun, but I haven't got, but I've still got the, the, the extra armor, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you guys? Right. What do you think? What about you, Eddie? So, Take out shares in uh, T72 production factories and just roll <laughs> roll that armor. I think what's the average T72 like? What five points? 
Um, so if the Soviet ones are about five points, and the T62Ms about three to four points, depending on which one. Uh, I mean, what was the point? Is it 120? 120 is a lot. For, for pack stuff, you've got a lot of... Yeah, so with the Polish, for 120 points, you could have 17, 14, 15. You'd probably have 21 T72s with some Shilkers, BMP Company, some Danas, an Observer, the Geckos for anti-air, and some Hinds with a couple of infantry in the Hinds as well. Mm. And you just, I, you know... Yeah, uh, seven tanks in a platoon. I think I think you can discount the T fifty fives. I don't think they're, they're, you, you're going to see them show up as much because you're right. There's just tons of low end armor. Then yeah, I don't, I don't know what they give you because you might as well just pay a few more points and get slightly better stuff. Yeah, go go check T seventy two M's, but go with lots. Go with a full Dana battery of six guns. Oh, well, a, full, a full rocket battery, those armored rocket carriers. The RM seventies, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, I mean, maybe some carnations as well. You go, oh, you, got, you bought my lands. Oh, that's a, that, that, <laughs> oh, that's, that's sweet. That's yeah. awful. I was going to put my pre-range markers here, here, and here. Let but... me help you dig in. <laughs> yeah. Well, the um, you could get thirty-one T seventy-two M's, the Czech ones, for I think it's just over seventy points. So there, yeah, so yeah, because you play yeah. a points for artillery and and, and a like a. Full-size BMP one um, company to join them, that kind of thing. Yeah, you could definitely do that. I mean, the BMPs. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if you bother doing the whole company, because again, you just it's a ton of stuff. I don't no, know. No, I, you just... I, I think definitely a whole company. I think. A, a oh, so another battalion. A mid-sized company would um, would do you fine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You were talking about bringing a rifle battalion. I was like, Jesus, oh, that's a lot uh, of stuff. Uh, so a BMP unit, to which yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I think you're. You definitely have that information. You definitely take, and if you're a Soviet player, you have to take, I think, at least two barrage weapons, whatever yeah. whatever flavor you like. Um, but definitely two, because the, if yeah, they're just going to murder stationary missiles if you can get them yeah. ranged in at all. You want your observer. You want to probably spend somewhere around what twenty points, yeah. I guess, fifteen to twenty points on your artillery park. Because it is going to be that good, and it is going to ruin people's days. Um, I think it could be interesting, actually, oil war stuff as well. Because I think the Israelis could shine on that. You've got the Perea um, missiles to take out anyone that brings high-end armor. Um, your Merkavas are perfectly capable round tanks. They could back uh, them up with the Magax, because although it's an old tank, it's still got a yep. decent gun. It's, oh, like I say... If they are going to face a horde army, even that anti-tank okay, 19 yeah. is more than adequate. Yeah, and your Israeli infantry is just as good as it always has been. But, well, even better now, because they actually rally. <laughs> <laughs> not That's my, true. My, not my fake nation guys always stay pinned after the first hit. But, yeah. but that, I mean, they're, they're a perfectly, you know, if you want to go slightly <laughs> left of field, I mean, if you want to go bonkers, uh, just think what a Bissage uh, infantry oh, sure. company you could get. I mean, yeah, 120 points. Two chieftain formations, Basaj formation. Yeah. But I mean, the, the Basaj could be a real problem because I don't think anyone would expect, you know, a hundred and what would it be, a hundred and twenty bases or something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> or a hundred really bases. It's just you've really got to support the artillery park where you to have a chance of stopping that. Yeah, I think. Well, that's this is what's going to be interesting because you're right because the 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 you know if we go back to the traditional team Yankee, if you like, the Warsaw Pact's going to want to bring 
enough artillery to neutralize um, any infantry on the other side with potentially a load of missiles sat there. Yeah. The NATO player is going to want to invest in some artillery because it's a good way and a consistent way to pin large infantry formations if someone's got them. But they will, they'll have to be careful about how much they bring because mm-hmm. it, is, it is, you know, not cheap. Um, and yeah, I think that the artillery is quite interesting. What about air, air support? Do you, do you think, I think at that 120 points, again, you're looking at air being more, much more um, affordable and therefore anti-air is probably something you need to consider. Eddie's right, you know, geckos are, well, geckos are ridiculous, frankly. <laughs> they look awesome as well. Just like boats with missiles in the back. Do you, do you think it's worth, you know, I mean, for the the NATO players investing in anti-air? I think uh, if you could do it's the old thing. If you're going to do it, you've got to do it big. So go like, um, go American, go armoured cavalry, take the information for AH1s. Yep. Then take both slots of AH ones in support, <laughs> and then take and then take the A tens and do like a bit the best American leaf blower list. Jesus, yeah, that's gonna, that'd be horrific. I mean, yeah, yeah it's interesting actually. One hundred twenty points because you, you're right. The M ten comes way back into contention again. It goes from being it's pretty expensive to include this to yeah, let's let's have a crack. Bert. Yeah. Oh, I'm just thinking about the Dutch now. You get the triple or, or double or triple PRTLs platoons. So the Gepard type things roaming around. Yep. The cheaters, yeah. yeah. I still don't think it's worth taking helicopters, but I, I say if you go take them, you just got to go. You got to take all of them. You can't. It's not about, no point having a like a, a troop of four. No. So um, yeah. Okay. Um, next question. Dylan, one of, my, one of the regulars from Brighton. We're aware we're not getting command cards for Team Yankee for World War Three, but do you think there could be a role for them, particularly when it comes to these formations? I think it's one of those things. I, 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 I don't quite understand why why Battlefront has said no, we're never going to do them for Team Yankee because, like you say, there are ways you could do them, like special cards for special ammunition. Like, don't be I, a Nixon. Don't be a Nixon. Yeah. <clears throat> Try the card, baby. Um, <laughs> I, I think unique formations is uh, everything gets very standardised. There's not really much in the way of unique formations, unless you're going to do like it's doing like the, like light infantry stuff, like raw marines and paras. But yeah. without, have, without gun teams coming in, like you know light artillery, you know dismounting mortars, yeah, you can't really do the light infantry. It's, it's very much this is very much a mechanised armoured game. So that's what it seems to be. Very I think it, I think it. command cards miss out and adding the flavor of the wider battlefield yeah you know for me it's like you know chemical weapons and i know it's kind of they've they've said oh we want to streamline it and get rid of the you know the ins and outs of it but i think that's command cards is where you can kind of introduce a little bit more of that flavor later on yeah to give you that you know a bit more of a feeling to the thematic of the game I'm going to play devil's advocate and say, what does it add? What, what, what are you lacking in the game at the moment that you can't, that you can't do that requires command? The, well, the, the thematic depth really. But, but the, everything at this point, you know, 1985, which is when the timeline set or 1988, wherever it is, it's moved on yeah. to now. A lot of it's largely the same. Yeah. You've got, you know, the honorific titles for units, but, do you, are they yeah, really that much the more different individual units i'm talking more about 
the environmental effects of, of you know ECM yeah um, exactly situational but like I know how what yeah. like the, in local their, um, population yeah local population you know remain behind fighters that kind of stuff the, the yeah. stuff yeah he's not doesn't have a place in a tournament setting but in a you know friendly more thematic game just a slight tangent but i'll tell you what you need we need to play actually um with some of these team yankee games is using the fog of war objectives oh okay because they um we've played a couple of games with luke and they change the game a lot because obviously everything's moving and it's quite chaotic tony um tony hellard was um big up on that yeah he was making a case for him i i, th- I think that something like that I mean, I know it's not quite the same, but it does represent better the shifting battlefield environment. Yeah. Um, and I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So what you're saying is, can you use command cards to give you conditions that are outside the scope of a company level game? Yeah. Or, yeah. or even just even just that more focused in, you know, this building has been just the the, the weird, not the weird stuff, but the stuff that isn't. The, the the like you said the fog of war stuff. So instead of it just being these ten main battle tanks plus infantry versus these ten main battle tanks with infantry, it's yeah. now this objective is actually held by a local resistance force. So you you, you have to resort against it or um, a suitcase nuke is that kind of stuff. Well, you know, suitcase nuke. That sounds like a punk band. Yeah. Um. Start well, on the trumpetal stage. <laughs> it'd be interesting well it's interesting because we don't know after the the release schedule that so they've said for the team yankee stuff there's going to be a new british book yeah i believe it's new british book yep. new american book new soviet book new west german book and that's about as much we know as, as the release schedule for um team yankee okay so well, that doesn't prohibit them doing anything interesting i guess exactly it's, it depends um, do battlefront want to do anything interesting with team yankee hmm. i'm gonna make my own yeah you're gonna what I'm gonna make my own what make our own cards yeah command cards for our mega game mega well, definitely time. definitely definitely do that yeah yeah all right next question is from william he says oh so we wouldn't wait again also, what do you guys buy in the Black Friday sale? I didn't buy anything, so I'm going to hand this over to you two. Uh, Eddie, do you want to disclose anything? Absolutely nothing outside of my budget. <laughs> Your pre war um, dolly budget. Yeah, no, I, I actually I finish, I wanted to finish off um, some of my DAC army. So I got the original DAC core set. Um, oh, yeah, Rommel's. Um... Sky, yeah, yep. which has uh, Panzer threes, Panzer fours, um, but obviously the early marks and some Flak eighty eights in the box, so I can actually run the platoon of four that I've been threatening to do for a while. Yeah, fours, fours, good. Yeah, no, just just for you know that entrenched. I kind of like the idea of doing a defensive DAC company infantry, like a, a blocking force. Yeah, exactly. Like, like sort of energy like, blocking force. Yeah. And what now? 
It will be it will a blocking force uh, allied with 3,000 armoured cars. <laughs> oh, uh, now, funny enough, I did buy, and uh, actually, two boxes of armoured cars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you bought eight rounds, didn't you? No, eight. no, no. Two, the two, two, twos and two, two. Oh, okay. Euros. I thought you bought eight rounds. No, I bought, I bought a pack of the PSC ones because I wanted those for my. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that was that was something else. But they will they will go in. I'll have enough to go grey and desert. So I've got two packs of my cars, but one's going to be desert and then one's going to be east front for my grey Panzer. So. Gotcha. Trying to find where I want to split those two forces so they don't just end up with a duplicate of the same armies in desert and the same armies in grey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably want to avoid that because that seems a bit yeah or just do that anyway and then just when you're playing an opponent in a mid-war tournament go what we're we playing what board is it oh it's uh east front board cool well here's the same army in, <laughs> in gray oh god yeah it'd be cool though it would be cool yeah but it does does seem a little uh the, the german forces they're so compact you can kind of do that because you're only going to be running you know Five or six tanks. If you well, if you take a sensible German force, five or six tanks, some recce artillery, and some scout cars. Like, that is a sensible company. <laughs> <laughs> so right. no, it's pretty good. Um, I must admit, I did have some fun talking on the internet with people who obviously weren't paying attention or had the patience to deal with an overloaded website for the first time ever. Oh yeah. Um. Well, it's just the whole thing that people uh, were you had about fifteen, seemed to be fifteen hundred posts of people going, "Oh, the discounts weren't working on the on the the website for the yeah. Friday sale." And it was just like, "Well, if you just add it to cart, it works." Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it, well, the website's the web, what the website is. I mean, yeah. it's, it was the same with the Fate of the Nation stuff when they did it in the Great War. It didn't apply the deal until you yeah, until put you in your cart. Put it into the cart, yeah. They they could have made that a little bit more explicit, but yeah, I mean <laughs> So yeah, um, if, I think if if actually, much... it seems to kind of work then. Yeah. Some devices, yeah, to play actually display correctly in the in the rest of the store. But um But you know it's forty percent off if you if you don't exactly. want to try this stuff then Exactly. Well uh, yeah. It whatever. So um no, I was pretty pretty restrained. What about you, Dunk? Well, I got some uh, Israeli mortars. Oh, 120 mil uh, M3D, the so the half tracked ones. Oh yeah, nice. I got uh, well, I got two of them. One's still pending, but um, it's back. It's the only thing that was on back order, so I can't really complain, and therefore shan't. Um, but yeah, I got three of them because uh, I when I rejigged my Centurion. Uh, company in that article, uh, yeah. the shot through the heart. Yes. Um, they, it, I'd put three mortars in, um, and I haven't got them, so I thought I'd pick those up. Um, they're really cheap in terms of the the points value. So yeah. Um, and you know it's a decent barrage. Uh, I picked up some Israeli decals just to do my, because uh, I've got a Sagat um, company, so all the jeeps, all the yeah. jeeps. Um, so I thought I can't be. Yaris painting all those T-shaped um, white markings on the bonnets and things. Yeah. So while while we're here, we might as well pick up some uh, of those. And then I got the um, I got an armored recce patrol for my mid-war stuff. Another one. Um, 
with the M3s and the Jeeps. Uh-huh. And the final thing I got was, which I don't know if I'll ever use, but I just looked at it and went, well, if you're never gonna get, if you're not going to get them now, you're never going to get them, which is the 37mm only 10 gun platoon for my mid-war Americans. Because um, you can have that in the ALP platoons and stuff. And I thought, well, they could be handy. I, I looked at a couple of lists, actually, initially, where I put them in because they are quite cheap. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But um, they could look good. They're, they're fine. It's just the, the, it's one of those things where it's the first thing I was dropping from a list because you've got all the bazookas in the world and you think, well, these seem like they're double dipping. But Sadness, um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, so I thought, well, I'll get four of them because um, at 40% off, like I said, if I'm not going to do them now, I'm never going to do them. Yeah, um, exactly. I, it was weird though because I, I don't know what I was expecting, but they're all metal. I thought, well, of course they're all metal, but I was, I was kind of half expecting them to turn up as plastic um, little plastic sprues or something, but I don't know what I was thinking. But um, yeah, that, that's that's all arrived now, so that's nice. Tickety be, yeah. I was quite. I was gonna say I was quite impressed. I was really impressed how quickly everything arrived. But that was it. It was like adding to. It was mainly adding to little projects that I've already got. Yeah, if that makes sense. Just rounding stuff out. I was a little bit bummed um, there were no AMX thirteens. Thirteen um, or is it nine? Yeah. It's the small. Small oh, they mean, yeah, 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 little wrecking yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it, it did seem like a, again, not a criticism because it's 40% off, and I'll, I'll take what I get. Um, but um, it did seem like an odd selection. Well, it's, what they had, it's what they had overstocks left of. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, it was just I was picking my way through bits going, oh, oh there's none of those. Okay, uh, fine. <laughs> But it was just, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I had a good scooch around. And it's one of those things where I think it would benefit people like us more than people like us. Um, but people who've already got collections rather than starting yeah. from scratch, which is fine. Yeah. So it's a nice thing for them to do, to be honest. I mean, yeah, great. Okay. Yeah, next question is um, Ollie, off to conflict in two weeks' time. First Lanes of War Tournament, and he played five games. Any advice for a noob? Conflict, that was the event that I was thinking of. Oh, God. <laughs> the penny's dropping. Um, yeah. Five games, okay, well, that's, that's more practice than the most people have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Go, at the end of each game, ask a player what you should have done differently, and learn, basically. This uses this as a big learning experience. I, yeah, I, I would say if if you if I could give you one piece of advice, it's um, know your list. Yeah. So whatever you're taking, whatever flavour of you know army you're taking, just make sure you know what your stuff does well and and doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. Don't worry too much about what your opponent's stuff does, because um, you 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 won't know that after only five games. Um, but you can know, you know, this is my Panzer IV platoon. It's good at this this kind of stuff. Or I want it to do this, and having a plan for it is, is always helpful. Um, yep. And then probably, I guess, reading through the scenarios. Yeah, read read the rule book. Yeah. The scenarios. The scenarios. Before you get to the board. Yeah. And little things like um, having an idea what you're going to put in your forty percent of reserves. If yep. if if you, um, you know, not hard and fast, but kind of what combinations of stuff rather than sitting there and trying to work out. On the tabletop. Oh god! The amount of time to get to the board and people are going, "Oh, what? I've got reserves." Well, oh, um, maybe were they coming on and and what? Are they immediate? Are they delayed? Yeah, de- 
definitely conceive your list with the understanding that some games you're going to have only yeah. 60% of it on the table. Um, but other than that, I mean, like Lee said, just, just play the games and, and, and learn from the experience. Treat it like, you know, five uh, club night games yeah. in a row. Um, I would say also read read the rule book as much as you can. And mm-hmm. when you are playing, if you get something which doesn't quite sound right, don't be afraid to look it up. Yep. Because a lot of the, especially the players who have, you know, more veteran players, um, they still get things wrong or confused between older versions of the game. You, yeah, you will have an advantage in that you probably have only ever played the latest version, version of the rules. Yeah. So, um, and and don't be afraid to ask someone a question, yeah. that, you know, or even yeah. in, you know afterwards, like why did you do this? Why did why did you make that decision? Um, they they're always useful, and most people are quite open. Um, you know, I I don't think we've ever had a situation where someone said, "Now this is my secret sauce. I'm walking off." But um, yeah, enjoy it more than anything, you know. Yeah. Find that when the bar opens and plan your when when you play <laughs> the game in accordingly. Oh, hydrate. Yeah, take oh, good take God. Lots of yeah. water. Yeah, make sure you've got plenty of water because you'll talk a lot. Um, snacks throughout the day, especially yeah. things like you know chocolate bars and stuff because. They really help. Yeah. Uh, some kind of comical headwear. Always good. <laughs> but no, yeah. Had a, a pen. Oh, yeah. Pen Don't always have a pen. Always and look after that pen because someone will try to. And someone will try to steal your pen. Yeah. Because they didn't bring one. Yep. It's usually me. <laughs> usually Duncan. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sebastian. Uh, I have two Team Yankee questions. With a Challenger and the Warrior being fairly obvious choices of British release, what do you think we can expect in terms of new plastics with other major nations? Ooh. Okay, well, that's... Um, I'd say Americans, it's going to be Bradley and Apache. Yeah. Oh, you think Apache? Mm. I, I, I think so. I think we'll probably see Apache coming. I'm not sure what's going to make it worthwhile over having their Cobra, but... Um... <laughs> Parabola firing. <clears throat> Maybe, maybe they'll do something funky how the Hellfire works, because it's yeah. a much more advanced missile. Um, I expect we'll also see the Americans will have, use the MLRS kit that the Brits mm-hmm. will introduce as well, obvious yeah. reasons. Um, so, have a kid class submarine. Yeah. Soviets will probably be, like I say, BMP-3 and T-80. Mm-hmm. Possibly something really funky like the Tor-1, which is a big, what they call a flamethrower, but it's basically a, a, an MLRS very short range of fires from a barrack or heads of buildings and oh stuff. God, really? Yeah, it's, it's in period for about this, but it's, but it's one of those things oh, yeah. that they were sort of playing around with because the end of the Cold War, it never, it took years for it to actually then get to service. That sounds but, terrifying. You know, it, it, oh yeah, especially terrifying being it because you've, you've got this basically big canister full of fireball missiles above you. <laughs> <laughs> um and then Soviet, uh, sorry, the West Germans, I expect we'll probably see, le- like I say, we know it's going to be the new the Arrowhead Leopard A2A5. I think that's night thing's not quite sure. Um, I suspect we'll also see, I'd like to see the little weasel, which is a little um, recce vehicle. Yeah. It's a tiny little thing. Goes to the back of a Chinook. Um, yeah. That'd be pretty like cool. Like two crew, isn't it? Isn't... Yeah. It's like even smaller than a Scorpion, which is quite doing something. But that'd be my guess, along with, like, say, possibly some new infantry, that kind of thing, for where the infantry has changed with introduction of new weapons. 
where, where's, where's my S tank? Yeah, where's, where's my thing, Lee? He's stuck at the first trench you came. Twenty twenty-one is a yeah. It's hiding behind a tree. It's it's stuck at the road intersection where it can turn oh. right. Too... Yeah. <laughs> um, the second question was Team Yankee had a very straightforward abbreviation TY. What do you think would be the appropriate for World War Three? Tad Team Yankee. Well, TY probably still. Look at the tree. Well, we we yeah TY two was quite. TY2, I think that'll probably work for the short term. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be better if there's another another W, really. Triple dubs. Um. Okay, and then finally, David Palmer, why don't we see more Fate of a Nation tournaments? Great game. What, and then what a great question. Because I had kids. That's basically Yes. Why. So oh. I stopped doing tournaments, but yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, I would be doing Fate of a Nation tournaments. I like three of them. Oh, well, God. I can make I think... Fate of the Nation if you want. Pardon? You can make Flames of Fez Fate of a Nation. Oh, no, I heard you. I just wanted you to repeat it to make sure I was doubly sure. Yeah, oh, do I that. I was dreaming. Yes, definitely. Yeah, do let's that. Do that. Do yeah. that. Let's let's do it, that. There's, there's tons of late war tournaments, but there's got a point. There's no Fate of a Nation tournaments. And let's just say, I have enough desert terrain for doing Sinai. We've probably got enough it- Italian style terrain for doing Golan and um, sort of West Bank. Yeah, I've got a load. Yeah. We can bring that from. We, we've all probably got two armies. So we have we all got both sides? I've got both. I, I haven't got both sides yet. I, I had a plan to get Syrians at some point, but I haven't done it. I, I've got. Uh, oh yeah, I've only got my Egyptians. I've got the Israelis, but they're not in a state. Well, you've got uh, your January. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. If you get those. <laughs> well, yeah, so, David, uh, if you can travel down to Guildford, there will be <laughs> a Fate of Nation tournament in January. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. But it's a, it's a very good question because I, we, I know all three of us agree Fate of the Nation is probably the, the best self-contained release they've done. Uh, by uh, I, I would, say that, a country mile. That's because we've applied our own don't be a Nixon rule. But, yeah, but yeah. I don't think there's too much Nixon you can really have, is there? T-34s. Yeah, but 91 T 34s. Be fair though, I think that's also because it's extremes. My it's t, lots of lost T 34s, but there's a very small number of McGacks. Yeah, how many instruments? Yeah. I think we said if if I took infantry, infantry Israelis, it'd mm-hmm. be a very it'd be a very different equation because uh, I almost still not entirely sure. We could play it though, I still got them. Mm. We still got ninety one. No, I got thirty one. I took the maximum you can have in one company. But I think I I I still think it's the best self-contained by by a mile, by an absolute mile. And and it gets even better if you apply those. um, Do you remember someone put up the release notes on the Facebook group, and it said like the justification for each unit, and Mm. you or you could theme it around so you could do sixty-seven or seventy-three. Oh, what split in between the two? Yes. Yeah, and they they color coded it, and it was really it was just like really helpful. Um, but I think I I don't know why there's not more. I'm guessing because it's a bit of a side theatre to an extent. Yeah, it's not mainstream, is it? It's niche. It's not mainstream. A lot of people don't understand that they know the conflict occurred, yet alone had an interest in in gaming it. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. It's certainly the most interesting because I think you're right, Lee. It's that it's that period where there's not everything can usually kill 
the other side as well. There's there's an element of danger on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you got huge guns and not a lot of armor half the time. Yeah. So, um, I, I, think, I don't know. I mean, I'd I think, like. To... So, I'm also excited to see how it does interact with the norm lists. Well, isn't this another question in terms of the the Cold early Cold War stuff? Cold, uh, Cold, um, Checkpoint Charlie, Charlie, because yeah. that in theory would also overlap that period to an extent, wouldn't it? Well, that's the idea. That Checkpoint Charlie sort of merges it all together. Yeah. In the estuary of early Team Yankee. Mm-hmm. Hmm. World War Two Point Five. Well, I, I, that that period's always been quite interesting to me because there was. There was more, I think, chance, wasn't it, of it going hot on occasions down there? And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, during the fifties and sixties, it was. I think Eisenhower nearly dropped the bomb twice. Um, hmm. Not intentionally. Just you just yeah. yeah he was just, he was just juggling with it. It's an interesting question, though. Why? Why? I am. No, no. That's it's got me thinking. Why? Why don't we see more side game? Events. Not even well, they, they, we had, you had Adolf Don't Surf. Yeah. Which was yeah. his early war NAM crossover event. But have you ever seen Great War or NAM or, you know, well, Great War's more niche of a niche, isn't it? And I'm just saying, though, that there must be, you know, people who play it in the UK. Yeah, but I. So I. The, those kind of games, I think, even though they're, you know, like we say, the Fate of a Nation is more balanced than a tournament setting, the people who play them are more the event, the people, you know, you, you get an interest in it and you're more interested in playing the thematic event events rather than tournament. So yeah. with the events, then it's you and your mates who plan, you say, oh, we're doing, you know, early, we're doing the six-day war, so we're only going to take the early stuff. You know, the Israelis will be the attackers. You know, you, you you theme your own event and you play that in a, you know, in your club, in your gaming space. You don't feel the need to invite other people to that. Okay, that makes sense. So it doesn't I mean just, it's not happening. It's just not a, you know, it's not a publicised, published thing. And I think that's where the, the, the fact, I think that's, that's also kind of what the kind of people that, Battlefront are kind of targeting at the moment is that kind of a Wargraves coup because they are the people who are collectors mm-hmm. who will go and buy, you know, a force here, a force there, play with their friends. And it's a really hard, it's a really hard um, thing to capture is how much of that is going on, rightly or wrongly. Because, I mean, that's the other thing is you can have hyper visible you know, failures in terms of events and stuff, whatever. But that doesn't mean that the entire hobby as a whole is, is the stuff that you get to see. Is that actually what's happening? Or is it a snapshot of a small part of it? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I wasn't suggesting that it was, you know, a, a failure that, that none of these things potentially exist or that they don't exist on anyone's radar. I, just, I, I was just interested. It was just, a, you know... And no one's done it. This is like an interesting question. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like you, I've I've seen this week that um, someone I know's run a Warcry event for you know the new Games Workshopy skirmishy oh, stuff. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And you think that's quite a, a niche. And, you know, we've seen Titanicus events for, again, yeah. it's a niche. And maybe it's because it's a niche of a niche. Out of a nation event. Yeah. What band steps up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cut, cut the chase. It's Eddie. Um, no, I, it's a good. It's a very good question, though. It it, I, it demands an answer. It does. Can we at Phil Yates it? <laughs> at Phil. We haven't done it at Phil in a while, so yeah, I think we got to it. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that would be interesting though. Is it? Uh, not even a tournament, but as a gaming weekend, I think that would be really cool, Eddie. Yeah. We should probably sort that out. By we. Yeah. <sighs> the royal we. <laughs> Have we got any more officers answers questions? That's yeah. it. Because that then segues nicely into upcoming events. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, it's like I pla- it's like I planned it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh what was it? Conflict is in two weeks, or probably one week by the time this releases. So maybe a little late to actually get to there. But um, the next event on my radar is Flames of Fez, which is now going to be a Fate of the Nation event day. Breaking news! Yeah. Breaking news on Sunday, the eighteenth of January in Guildford. So this is going to be a one-day event. Um, it will be Fate of a Nation. Is the actual main event. Um, with some extra boards and gaming space, we will probably have a couple of armies if people don't have Fate of a Nation stuff to play with um, to loan out. Because I know that I've got at least two forces that I can think of at the top of my head that I'll get done by then. But before you rummage, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that is on the Sunday. On the Saturday at Guildford on the seventeenth of January. That is the Guildford Games Club's demo, demo day, demonstration day. They're doing a load of open gaming for different systems. Um, but if you wanted to come down, travel, make a weekend of playing Flames of War, there will be Flames of War boards available as per last year. So it's not my birthday weekend combined with the load of club stuff combined with playing games for me. So, my God. Like, like, I, I like that because it kind of crosses the, the line between people who only want two days and people who only want one day. So you can do both if you are that way inclined. Um, after that is Corrivery. is on the 8th and the 9th of February up at Battlefield Hobbies, our illustrious blog sponsor um, in Daventry. <clears throat> I haven't seen... I think tickets are going on sale very soon for that. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's been some noises from people today actually asking about stuff. I think uh, Hammy's got back to them. Yes. Yeah, it, it must be... Yeah. Running around doing lots of stuff like moving his entire got, operations. We've just got um, Global Conflict Winter Champs um, in Brightwell come Sockwell on Sunday 19th of Jan, which is Chris Evans. Is that the 19th or the 18th? Uh, 19th of January, he says. Okay, so that's the same day as Flames of Face then. But that's fine. If you, do, if you, want, if you want to do um, Team Yankee, go do that. If you want to do um, Fair Nation, come to us. So. Yeah, there we go. Sounds Everyone's good. a winner. Everyone's a winner. So Flames of Fez is the 19th, which is the Sunday, and then the open day is the 18th, like the wrong day. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We turn up on a Friday, but it's an old people's day centre, so you could probably have some interesting conversations with people about your toy soldiers. Grab a grey night. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said grab a grey night then, not grab a granny night. Well, it's like 
but it's, it's all, that's the switchover point. It's a, one night it's grab a granny, next it's grab a grey night. It's a float you boat crossover. Yeah. Um, that's all I've got so far. That's more... looking quite promising for the new year, though. That's quite a few. Things yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> month so far. Then there's another. Is there one in March? I don't know what there is something normally in March. I think the bun guy, bun shop guys are doing something in March, aren't they? Oh, that'd be cool. But yeah, um, like I said, yeah, there was talk. There was talk at the weekend at, at Warfare about people trying to schedule in events and oh no, no, this month is that and that month is that and you know, it's all getting a little bit congested again. How it used to be, well, yeah. Which is good for a dead system. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, no one's interested in. Yeah, you know, and people were actually coming back to the fold. I think I saw, was it Robin started to look around again for models? What, painting machine Robin Spence? Yeah, yeah, Robin Spence is uh, coming back to the fold. Oh, that's good. That mean there will be a few armies up on eBay soon. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing I ever saw was a guy, he, he went to one of the entoyment events. Oh, I think there's some entoyment stuff as well. We'll get the dates of those down soon. Mm-hmm. He went to an entoyment event and he played, his, by the end of game one, of a weekend event, he'd already sold the army on eBay. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's a bit special. <laughs> wow. I mean, no, he, he'd obviously planned to. He's going to play that weekend event and post it. Oh yeah, yeah. A massive so that's pretty, pretty amazing to <laughs> midway through a tour, uh, you know, I an was, event. I was, I think, I was playing uh, Fortune Jaeger gliders. I was very tempted just to do a heavy landing on a couple of models, just to. Make <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Damage in transit. Whoops. Yeah, but no, knowing him, he'd get painted up by the time the uh, by turn six. <laughs> yeah. Any more for any more, gentlemen? What events, or just in general? Or is it time to shoot and scoot? I think it's time to do our dice of war, shoot and scoot section. Dice so. of war, shoot and scoot section. What have so you got in the get, Lean over and get the tip of dice. Is that? Is that? Blimey! And I'm going to crack with it open. And put out a dice. And the dice is a black dice, white dots. Oh, Adelaide. Um, no, it's um, the Indian heads. What's that? For second oh, second, second infantry. Second yeah. infantry. The star with yeah. the Indian head in the Oh, they're cool. That's a cool it's really dice. Cool dice actually. It's got the Indian head. Um, really comes up. I'll get a photo of that in a minute. It's a cool, cool division as well. They got some um, rules, I think, in the New Day book, didn't they? They got a card, yeah. Try yeah. Nice. So I'm guessing they were trained. I only go for trained. Yeah, so we're going to do a skill check on a four plus. They did have a lot of submachine guns, though. I don't know if that makes any difference. <laughs> for shooting and scooting. Pitch right one. Uh, it is a three. Oh, oh, wah, wah, wah. Failure. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, would have got it on the assault, but not on the. Uh... Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's it. Scooting. Should have sorted. What are you doing? Shooting and scooting with submachine guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drive-by. It's a drive-by shooting. It's a drive-by it's shooting. A drive-by just... yeah, Tommy gunning. <laughs> so, yeah. You can do that. <laughs> but you can move anyway. <laughs> this is a poorly right, conceived right. plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Armoured Train Wreck for podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War podcast from the team at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk. I was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and the might of the American War Machine. Hoorah! Arsenal of Freedom. 
as opposed to the Tottenham of freedom. The Tottenham, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The West Ham of freedom. The West Ham. <laughs> Leighton Orient. Yeah. <laughs> Leighton Orient. Three. Stanley. West Bromwich Albion. Four. Tacey takes over. This is called Tacey and Pancetta time. Am I right? Am I right? I don't know anything. I've been playing Don't Starve. That's a Steam game. It's fun. <laughs> 